This is Infection, the Survival Podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, September 26th, 2017, episode 141. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Infection, the Survival Podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig at Nicholas M. Craig is my Twitter. InfectionPodcast.com is our website. Thanks so much for joining me on this Tuesday night. Joining me as he does each and every week, Brian Aldrich. Hey, Brian. Hey, everybody. If you want to find me at Boise Computer on Twitter, and you're more than welcome to check out my blog, which I did post something earlier <gasps> today, so it, it's current, right? Uh, so biteoftech.com is, of course, B-I-T-E of tech.com. Also, make sure you go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. On the right-hand side, we have a link to join our Discord, which uh, has been very popular. And also, you can jump into our Steam group if you like notifications of our live shows every single Tuesday evening. Also on our Friday night game night, you can get a notic- notification of that. And uh, also on there's links for our different podcast apps and, and YouTube and all the different places you can watch or listen to us. So uh, I would encourage you to go check those out if you haven't already. Of course, go check out our uh, our Discord, first of all. Uh, if you're looking to join us for some different games, um, we'll be talking about we've been playing Ark this week. Um, and we've been playing, uh, people play PUBG, just a lot of different games that you can do. So, yeah, and my my blog is very nerdy, so... You've got to explain this now. You've talked about your... You promote your blog each and every week, and you never post to it, so you've posted to it, Brian. Removing old kernels, which I'm... Our, our, I mean, this is our audience. This is our fit. Explain... Yeah, so explain, with kernels, that's pretty What much is a kernel, the, Brian? So pretty much what people know as Linux is the kernel, and so that's pretty much the core of the whole operating system, and then things that people don't realize like the like a browser and a graphical user interface or command line commands those are not what linux is those are just additions to linux so linux is that core core piece that makes the hardware talk to you to its you know to the computer to the operating system and just everything else with that and then everything else is on top of it so as they put out bug fixes and put out new versions you'll download a new kernel it'll reboot and it'll start using the new kernel. So it doesn't actually use it until you reboot. But if people don't go and clean off the old ones, over time, you'll build up a whole bunch of them, and it'll start filling up your hard drive, or you'll just have a really big long list if you have a big hard drive. So I, I some people were asking on Facebook and in, in a hosting group I'm in on there about uh, getting rid of old kernels. And so I just wrote a quick tutorial for Linux and sent, or for Ubuntu and CentOS which is pretty much Debian, Red Hat, for getting rid of uh, everything but the last two or three kernels. So exhilarating. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I so find if you're into that kind of nerdy stuff, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a quick and easy way because other ways, like I have a script on mine that I run that searches for old kernels and removes them. And now they have this. These are kind of newer things that have been made for it. And it's a safer way of doing it because you can accidentally remove the wrong thing. And then your computer is hosed. When you're remote hosting, you know, it's out in a data center somewhere and you remove the kernel or you trash the kernel. Never reboot. Or mess something up. Just don't reboot. You, you reboot <laughs> and it just doesn't come back. Yeah. And you're sitting there on the other side like, oh no. 
you know, I, I just made a big mistake. I've got to, I've got to say this. Who cares? This is Infection Podcast. It's our show. You, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Uh, get your survival gaming news elsewhere. Catch from who you can't. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have the same issue when I have to reboot the automation system that runs the radio station. It's out at yeah. a, uh, it's out at a remote location, about forty minutes away. And every once in a while, we'll have an issue where the audio will, you know, your audio gets a little choppy from time to time. We'll get that same thing. Yeah. I mean, you're talking hundreds of days of uptime and you'll, you'll get that issue. So every once in a while, I'll have to reboot it remotely. So I'll wait for like a commercial break or something and I'll turn it off in TeamViewer. I'll do a, a remote reboot. And it's just yeah. heart pounding as I listen to the radio, waiting for it for the three minutes while it reboots. And then it comes back on and it's like, <gasps> As the system yep. reboots and you and you know that you're back on the air and can log into it, it's a very stressful, it, uh, very stressful you situation. You guys should really look at getting more of a dedicated server style box that has the console port on it. Yes, because we, the we console will. port yes. uh, it will allow you. Yeah, if if you get to that situation where either the reboot stopped or something happened, it would allow you to remote reboot again, things like that. Yeah, or to at least see the messages that are coming up that are not allowing you to start up. Exactly. So there's a whole bunch of so. stuff. Oh, things are changing, so we'll I'll, I'll make that part of my my tech notes. Um, yeah. So how are you, Brian? It's been uh, it's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> As it is each and every week, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't I haven't talked a little to bit different than normal. Yeah, the, I know. We have we did the show on a Monday last week. Though. It's actually been eight, it's been more. It's been eight days, right? Did we do a Monday last nope. week? Eight days. You haven't withdrawals? You haven't talked to me that long? Yeah, I know. It's unfortunate. No. Um, I got... So uh, one thing is we played, we've been playing a lot of art. Oh, man. Let this past week. You. And so on our dedicated server, which, you know, sometimes people get, they get, I don't know, they just don't enjoy playing on, on our, in like a pr- private server. I don't normally. I normally and, hate private servers. I think they're a huge waste But of I time. think people have been enjoying it because, you know, we haven't been putting on all the mods and we yeah. haven't, I, there, there are accelerated team times. Um, one reason is because we don't want to be getting to the end game a year from now. We'd like to be doing it in a month or two or three, um, getting to where we can start seeing some of the final cool content that they put in. And so, um, if you, yeah, if you go on our website on the right hand, actually in the top of our website now, there's a button, uh, I think for joining the server. So you can find the code to get in there. Uh, but this is something that's up all the time. It's been really like the performance has been really good. I've yes. had like no lag, no stuttering. Uh, the the fiber connection added on is incredibly um, incredibly good. It has a very low latency, and so uh, we, I've had zero issues. We've never had stuttering, and we've had you know ten people on there plus I think, and it was doing pretty good. Well, that's a good segue, Brian, into what we are trying to do. If uh, if you want to roll into that. yeah so one thing we're doing is is we are going to be um putting in a dedicated server because a lot of times i'm hosting this on my business server which becomes an issue if if for some reason like we host seven days to die or minecraft which loves to eat memory for some reason it'll just run away with 10 gigabytes of memory for no reason uh, so what we're going to be doing is buying a dedicated server for the podcast so that we can run something like three games at a time, depending on the games. Uh, and that way, people will be able to play whatever games they want, not just the one that I can happen to run on my server at the moment. So that way, we'll be able to actually have a Arc server that's up all the time. 
Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to attract some people from the outside so they can create their own tribes on there and just kind of create a nice, nice population on that server. So if you would like to donate on the top of our website, there is a donate button and that will go directly to our server fund. We are having a goal of $400 um, on eBay. We've been able to find some pretty good servers that would work perf you know, perfectly well with what we're trying to do. Uh, and so we're going to be doing that. Uh, so $400 and then we will order that, get it put in and, uh, yeah, then we'll be able to right now. I mean, it's been working well, but being that right now the arc server is just on a VM on one of the computers at that location, it's kind of a risk that that will get shut down or something will happen. I don't have a lot of control over it. So we'll have something nice and dedicated that I can put on a UPS and we'll have the ability to remote reboot and do all those things infectionpodcast.com forward slash dedicated if you uh, feel so inclined to help us uh, with this venture. Uh, we had We're good 25% success. 25% of the way there. Yes, we are. We had a couple of people come in with donations last week. So if uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, you can donate at that site. Or if you want to do it during the show, your name will pop up on the screen. Um, so you could do that. Uh, we had good success. I should say we had great success um, in crowdfunding our PAX trip that we did this year. So when it came down yes. to doing this, we decided uh, let's punt it back to the to the community again and see what the response is. So, perfectionpodcast.com forward slash dedicated. It's just one of the many ways that you can help support the show, and we'll talk about some of that stuff later. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I'm, uh, I'm I'm quite excited for it. Should be uh, should be good stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, and we'll see. Uh, hopefully, that'll be something that comes quickly. But uh, I'll just keep posting it. But we can't really add any additional games because. Things I don't want to take down that ARC server because that's kind of unfair if we do get other people yeah. on there. Um, so right now we'll be just hosting ARC until we get that dedicated server and then we'll be able to add a couple more games after that's that's funded. Absolutely. And uh, we thank everybody that has contributed to the campaign so far. All right. Now our game of the week this last week went really well. Oh man, it was hot. Let me tell you. So we had, I mean, we had, I can, I I've got a, how many I put a picture on Twitter. You talk, I'll count. Let me find the picture. All right. So, I mean, we had, we had two full groups plus, couple plus of I think one or two people that were trying to get in. Uh, and so we played Overwatch this week. And plus we had a lot of people playing Rust because we've got, got a nice group of people that have been playing Rust le week, uh, lately on our server or on our Discord. And so, uh, and so we had just full groups. It was a lot of fun. Uh, that was a free-to-play weekend for it. So I think almost everybody owns it, though, that was playing. Yeah. I don't know We've got there's um, really anybody who didn't actually own it. We had 22 people in audio channels at the same time, uh, and we had 13 people playing Overwatch, and then the remainder of those people playing Rust. And um, it, was, it was cool. It was great. It was nice to see the server so, so full. And uh, I mean, everybody, yeah. I, we had a great time. I really enjoyed We played for a while, too. Um, yeah. So I really, uh, that, that, that was good. Uh, thank you, Green Man Cartoons, for the $20 donation towards that. We appreciate it very much. Um, but we had a great, it was, um, we're going to, we are, I shouldn't say restructuring. That's an improper word to use. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the concept behind Game of the Week, and people seem to have taken to that. So the, yeah. the the goal is while it's show up and play the game, it's also the the main goal, in my opinion, is talk and hang out with your fellow uh, fellow infection podcast members in the Discord group. So, and it, we can even—I mean, this is the thing—is when we're all playing together, we can make a game that's lousy fun just because we're all hanging out, like Overwatch, and 
joking around. I mean, Overwatch is a fun game. It's, it's very raging, raging the time. Very raging. Dude. Brian was in a very bad mood <laughs> playing oh, yeah. Overwatch. <laughs> yes, I was. And so that's the thing is you can be playing and it's like you, you get frustrated, but uh, we just have fun yeah. harassing each other. Yeah, and it was a lot so, of fun. Um, we did a couple private ma- Blizzard. L- let me tell you, because we know Blizzard listens to the show. They're big fans. <laughs> let me tell you, Blizzard, your private game matchmaking is garbage. Complete and yeah. utter garbage. It is so freaking complicated to get a private it's difficult. match. We going. have a full group and we're just trying to start a random match. And like, you can't change the map. Oh, can't, I mean, it's what just, a pain. It's a pain to yeah. even find where it is. Yeah, not good. You're clicking all around. I'm like, where do I click? Because we haven't played it in a long time. And uh, it was just, it's so non-intuitive. And with how big of a company that that Blizzard is, it's just amazing that yeah, it's amazing that they struggle. I mean, with they could so easily much, do so. like a Call of Duty style lobby where there's just like the, the when there's not somebody connected, it, there's just, the button says invite, and you just click and you bring everybody in. You can back everybody out. It's just it's yeah. very very confusing. Maybe we're not doing it right, but it's it's never worked well. It's always been a complete and utter disaster. But it was a lot of fun once yep. you, once you get everybody in there, it uh, it works out. So. Yeah, and we had a nice turnout. So this week we're going to be doing uh, PUBG, which we haven't played for, as a group for a little while. I think a lot of people overplayed it, got burned out, but we'll go back, give it another try, a fresh shot, and then uh, and then the week after, should I announce the one after? I, w- that? I wouldn't yet. Um, so this okay. is because I because I want to say this. I, I got a couple messages this week. I got a message from uh, Barbie who hangs out in our Discord. I got a message from Lance. I got a message from Matt. People recommending games for Game of the Week. And what we want people to do is that if you want us to play a game that maybe, well, I would, I think that if you're recommending a game, you probably have some experience in that game. If you don't, that makes sense. But if you're recommending a game, what we want people to do is if you want to recommend a game for Game of the Week, we would like you to, quote unquote, host that game night where you create the private lobby, round up the troops, Get everybody in there and kind of kind of take it over as your event. Brian and I will still be there. Um, I see Green Man and PH want to host a, a, a Lawbreakers night. Um, I think we, you and I have copies to that. I think we got those at PAX. Um, but uh, yeah. what we want people to do is host the game night so that Brian and I don't have to do all of the pre-setup on a game that we're not familiar with. Um, so if yep. you have a recommendation for Game of the Week... What I asked Lance, because him and I had a conversation about it, I said, find a date on your calendar that works, that you're available, and we'll put it on our calendar. We're, we're all, we've got games. If nobody comes up with anything, we've got games through January that we'll be doing on Friday yeah, night. To fall if, back on. If, without, and that's without any yeah. repeats. So that's yes. a different game all the way through the middle of January, the end of January. Um, so if you have one that you want to do, what we'll do is just, move that one to the end of the list the the one that was in that spot mm-hmm. we'll put yours you can host that game uh and we'll just always have that as a fallback list yes um so that will be um you know th- that's kind of what we're that's kind of what we're hoping to do is have people kind of commandeer our game night and just and host it. musty's done that with halo 3 uh, excuse me not halo 3 the, the what the whatever the free halo is that you can play on windows 10 he's hosted that a couple of times um so that's what we want people to do. So if you want to get in touch with Brian or myself and we'll we'll get everything all set up. But if you want to recommend a game or do something, have a date in mind that you could host 
that Friday night game night. It's 9 p.m. Eastern, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of our goal. So this we've got 17 games on the list right yeah. now of ones that we'd be willing to play. And actually, I've got another one I'll add to it as well. Um, so 18 games. So if there's a game that you think we should have on on our rotation of Friday night game night, let us know, and then we can add it to the list. Yeah. So uh, and that that'll help us because uh, we want to keep it to where it's always something a little bit different, uh, but still we're, we're only trying to keep gun- games on there that we know people will have fun playing or be willing to play. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, again, appreciate everybody coming out with a lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of, I shouldn't say old names, but a lot of, a lot of uh, cool people showing up to, uh, to play overwatch Friday night. That was a lot of fun. I would imagine we'll probably have a big group this week for, PUBG as well. Yes. All right. Um, I guess we can talk about ARC a little bit, and then we'll get into it. It seems like we start the show with ARC news, which is fine, because, I mean... They're the most consistent. (laughs) They have a lot of news. Um, I am absolutely loving ARC. Um, That initial... The the initial... (laughs) I don't know how to say The opening of ARC is tough. And and we often struggle with this. Case in point, unturned. Every time we play unturned, people bitch and complain. It's not a good game. No, it's just hard. And you die and you die and you die and you never get anywhere and you die again. It's hard. And that's yep. why people don't like it. I myself, I mean, nobody likes playing a game like that. It sucks. But overall, it's a good game. Ark has that similar, um, that taste. Learning curve. Except yeah. once you get past that initial hurdle of getting a base built and having a dinosaur uh, or an animal that can actually kill things like I have now. I have, a, um, I think it's a saber tooth, um, the, the cat. And now that I've got that, I can kill, for the most part, almost anything that would that would come after me. Obviously, an alpha or something very high level, a rex, uh, might, would probably kill me, but I can kill almost anything else. So now that I'm past that initial hurdle, I'm having the time of my life because I can, I, I, there's, yeah. there's no threats. The wild isn't really a threat like it was um, previously. Well, and that's the thing is we're starting to focus on that kind of end game thinking, uh, kind of like what we were doing originally on the, the official server was going through. Thank you, uh, No One Rage, for a $10 donation. And he has a message and he says, No uh, MLP games. So his. <laughs> my Little Pony. So sorry, Joe. There's no. <laughs> we we go with the money. We're we're a bunch of sheep here. Um, so <laughs> sellouts. Yeah, we're total uh, sellouts. We, you know, Thank we you, get, Rich. We get to a stage where you start working through getting kibble. Like there, there's a process to art, and that's one thing that's very enjoyable about it. Is unlike, for instance, H1Z1, you don't just you can't just get to get to being the max level within ten minutes. And that's kind of other than building stuff in H1Z1. You could pretty much run around, find a sniper rifle, find some ammo, have all the nicest stuff, and be maxed out within 10, 10 minutes if you got lucky. And, uh, and and ARC is not like that. ARC is something to where you have to work, and it, it is a slow grind, but they put enough carrots out there to where it's rewarding. So when you're going through, uh, you'll tame a dinosaur. It, pro- it won't be the max level dinosaur. You'll start low, and then you start working up. Uh, then you get to the point where you can... You can tame something with prime meat or with the new mutton that they have, and you'll get a higher level dinosaur. Uh, then you get to the stage where you start farming, you get a number of dinosaurs, you start getting the eggs, and then you get the kibble, which lets you get an even higher level of dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, and then they have all the stuff that's for end game 
that you get to. And so there's just so many dinosaurs. Um, there's still a lot of progression that you can do to where it stays fun. One thing I've been very strict on is not spawning anything in. Like I don't, I'm playing as a non-admin. I mean, if there's an issue to where we have to kick somebody out or do like, I have to take care of something as an admin, I can. Um, but so far I, we haven't had any issues and I've been able to just play as a normal player. Um, because I want it, I want it to stay that vanilla experience where everything everyone has gotten is from playing the game, and they have the same uh, chance of success as anyone else on the server. So, which is how we've been doing it, and I think that gives people that satisfaction, uh, that kind of reward, personal reward of having earned it, which is very important. Yes, and and that's kind of what I well, I shouldn't say that's kind of what it, that is what I am enjoying about Arc right now, and that's why unfortunately i didn't play on the uh official server that you guys put on for a couple of weeks because i I unfortunately could not be it was crazy with the actual launch i wasn't available to play for a couple of days and by that point it was already too late so yeah that's what i like about this is i can and and i guess this is this is kind of the if you want to say what's the pitch for the server you know why should i come play on 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 your server pitch that i would give is you can do your own thing work at your own pace if you need help somebody will come help you but you're not going to be spoon fed with with things you you Um, need to go and you need to earn it yeah exactly and that's the thing is if if you're starting out i'd encourage you to start your own base like with me i have i haven't started a base but i've gone out and i've done my tames like everything I made sure that I wasn't living off of everyone else. I just don't go and take their stuff out of boxes. Like if I want to make something, I go get the resources, I gather it and I make it. Um, I think that's an important part of this is don't just log in and be like, Oh, here's the max level armor. Oh, here's all this stuff, (laughs) you know, and then run off and get killed. Uh, I, I think it's important to go through and, and learn how to play the game. For instance, Barbie's been playing and I don't think she really played it that much before as seriously. And and she's gone through and just has been playing it at how art should be played. And I think she's been really enjoying it because she goes through and she's made a base. She's been doing tames. Now she's getting to the stage of, of trying to make kibble and, and all that. Like that's what arc is meant to be played like is to go through and figure out, well, how can I get the most? And that's what a lot of these types of games are. You're supposed to go through and figure out kind of the meta of the game. Like what am I, how do I get, that extra bit like how do i maximize what i'm trying to do and not just you know accept having a low level dinosaur not really getting anywhere because our goal is to get to those end level bosses and to do all that stuff naturally not spawn anything in like a lot of people do to everybody who was who was doing the bosses day one all they did was spawn in all the stuff and see the cutscene at the end we i want to i want us to earn it and i think that'll be a lot more fun oh absolutely um i mean there's just there's something arc is arc is one of those games that my again everybody's different and i'm not trying to say anybody's uh i'm not trying to tell anybody how to play the game but it's a it's a rewarding game when you put in the time and the effort to tame things and to build things up and to you know to have something cool uh, and again it, it sounds stupid saying it cuz at the end of the day Brian it is just it is a video game but it's totally rewarding yeah. when you you know, uh, shoot 800 trank arrows into this thing's head, finally knock it out, 
and then sit there for you know an hour and a half and and tame uh, yeah, yeah and that, that's a 5x tame um but like like uh like we did when we originally played taming that carno was the most fun in a video game i probably will ever have it was it's the best thing you could have been doing on thanksgiving it was it We're talking six hours for this team. It was a very long time. Ross and myself sat there and watched this thing for six hours, and we just sat. And but it was fun. It wasn't like, oh man, this is the worst. Ross ordered a pizza. Ross ordered a pizza. Yeah, he like almost burned his house down. It was fantastic. We really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was, and then when we got it, it was like hell yeah. This six hours. It was rewarding. Six hours. I mean, that's the thing is when things are handed to you, it's not fun. Yeah, exactly. Loses that interest. Yeah. So. Thanksgiving 2015, great year. Bought, bought a Wii U, played it once. <laughs> Got a Carno. <laughs> Got a Carno and a Wii U. Carno yep. broke, never used it. Wii U, never used it. There you go. Lesson learned. So uh, at least we're on a 5X service. You can actually get stuff pretty quickly. Um, and I raised the max dyno cap to 180 now. So okay. you'll see 180s. Actually, last night tamed a 180 Argentavis. Oh, nice. Okay, So. Cool. Yeah, so um, so you'll see 180s, and the thing took a, it, it was crazy to try to knock it out. It took I think 30 trank arrows or trank darts. Oh, the darts are next level. Yeah, yeah. So it was like 20 or 30 trank darts. I don't remember which. Um, and so yeah, that, that's that's the thing is it's still one reason that we've accelerated the the taming is because once you get to the lo- like, let's say you try to do a level 180. I mean, just pick a pick a large dino, giga, whatever. Uh, rather than us spending 12 hours doing that, I don't want that to be what this is about. We don't need to spend 12 hours. Well, and they won't to spend three hours. Well, exactly. And that, and that's the thing is, and plus since everybody's playing alone for the most part, when you tame something, maybe somebody may stop by and drop off some prime meat or something. Um, but for the most part, it's you or maybe another, you yeah. and another person sitting there and taming it. It's not like what we used to fly the whole squad out there and build well, a base you had to protect around. it because you'd have yeah. random people come and attack you. Yeah, um, we'd build bases around our tames and fridges, and I mean, it was crazy. Um, the amount of work that went into it. Yeah, but we, since that's not going to happen here, nevertheless, 5X Tame, infectionpodcast.com. You can click on the ARC server link, join it, and um, it's, it's open to the public. Anybody that wants to play can play, um, and you can uh you know you join the server hang out and you'll be uh you know you'll be good to go yeah all right so let's go and jump into some of the latest news uh yes they just they've added a few things so 270 um major version yes this is on a released game uh so this was september 21st that they did this and they added the new tech sword so the charge attack and damages metal and significantly pierces armor when powered by element, which is the stuff that you get from doing those dungeons, pretty much. The new tech shield to reflect incoming projectiles slash bullets when powered by element. And then the new structure, which is a tech light. So it attaches to any surface and can be either individ- independently powered by element shards in its inventory or traditionally powered by generators. So it's a new type of light that they put on. They did a memory fix for True Sky, uh, which is what they use for the sky and clouds and things like that, weather. And then they fixed an issue where clients would sometimes become disconnected after demolishing or destroying structures. So that has been fixed. Uh, And then 270.1, and this was on the 22nd, they fixed the tech armor clipping into view when using the tech sword. 
uh, on the client, they if you right click, should no longer activate the charge attack of the text sword and gloves when canceling structure placement. So it'd be you were trying to rather than place an object, you'd hit right click to cancel it, and then it would charge you forward, uh, possibly destroying things that you're trying to build. On the client in the inventory menu, shift plus hotkey binding while hovering over an item will equip it into that hotkey slot. Control plus a hotkey slot binding will remove the item from the corresponding hotkey slot, putting it back into your regular inventory. And then this is 271. And this was on the 26th, so this was released today. Uh, and they, they in, this is in game.ini. They added a setting that allows, because there was a, a tame limit. So use tame limit for structures only config. Um, they're changing, They're playing with a setting that allows you how many, first of all, how many dinos you can have, um, how many structures that you can place. They're trying to do that in a little bit different way. So uh, also the raw socket server option has been, now has correct performance. So server stalls have been eliminated um, as good as or better than Steam sockets. So they've come up with a way to where you don't get those server stalls anymore, which is pretty much what we've noticed, none. And then fix some boss exploits. So that is 271.0, came out today, and that makes us current. Very cool. Um, you know, it, it the game, obviously, it, now that it's released, they're doing some DLC stuff and whatever, and that, that doesn't really bother me. Um, but I, I guess I'd recommend that if you're looking for if you're looking for something drastic, let's say you played the game eight months ago. If you're looking for something drastic, I would have to say you're probably going to be disappointed. Uh, maybe you would agree with me, yeah. Brian. Maybe you wouldn't. Um, yes. So just kind I of... Was exp- that's the thing. Is, is I predicted on here a drastic change. I, I predicted that they'd have this cool new kind of a story mode. You know, there would be something. They'd be telling the story. That there would be some overarching something happening. You know, like you're in a, an experiment or something about the aliens. Nothing. I mean, there's the, I don't I haven't looked at the cutscene at the end because I don't want to know the end of the story first. I want to get there with us. Um, so I know I have heard I know that there's something to do with this is an experiment with aliens or something. But I you know I was I was hoping that that would all be revealed and it'd be like an intro video and just something would have happened and it was pretty much the exact same game. You know, after logging in that first time, which is fine. I mean, it's a fun game, but as as Nick said, don't expect a big change. Don't expect it to be a whole different game when you log in. If you played, however many months ago, yeah, just you know, just 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 be aware what you're what you're what you're getting into before you. Yeah, you know, I've seen a couple posts online um, where people you know, they're kind of trashing the um, the developers and such and. Again, I think this is this, Yeah, what did they say versus what did we assume? We saw a lot of this with Friday the 13th. I guess in some respect, we're seeing this now with Ark. Um, you know, did they say that, oh, when this comes out, it's going to be a totally different game? No. Should, did people kind of assume it was going to be drastically different and be, you know, kind of crazy? Yes, for the most part. So just... Just be aware that you're not getting into something completely new. If you've played Ark in the past, you've played this final version. Um, if you haven't played it in a yep. while, I'd recommend you you, you jump on it because it's it's a lot of fun. 
I mean, the main thing they changed is all the end game stuff. And so yeah. that's one reason why I want us to get there to experience what, because that's what they were working on is the balancing of those end game bosses and doing all this stuff. So whatever is there, that's what I want us to experience. And then we'll pretty much see, see it for what it is. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, again, our ARC server is on our website, infectionpodcast.com. If you want to jump on it for a little while, if you want to bring a group of friends, we would we would very much encourage that if you want to bring a group of people on, uh, we would absolutely, you know, just hop in the server. Um, uh, you know, I'll just use the typical game server rules. You know, don't be a dick. Just, you know, come on, play, have fun, be respectful, and uh, you should be good to go. I yep. think that's a good explanation. Very good. Do we want to do um, F13 first? Sure. Let's talk about Friday the 13th. So they have a video. Yeah, so they have a video here showing the Virtual Cabin 2.0. And so we can just pretty much play. I don't know if we want to talk over it a little bit. It mainly has music. Okay, then yeah, let's talk over it then. So this is um, now, first of all, Virtual Cabin. This was on the roadmap, was it not? Yes. Do you have a picture of that? Is that still in our show notes? Um, so it'll be in last week's show notes. It is. Okay, um, let's take a look. Yep. So let's do let's do some analysis here. Um, their f- website is very slow. Um, and like their forum's been crashing because there was something. Yeah, that's what I'm looking. trying. Actually, this is their forum, so I think I don't. I think loading. it's down. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's down at the moment. So, <laughs> um, but it's going to be something that happens. I think before uh, before <laughs> Halloween. Okay. Uh, if anybody in the chat if has the permalink to their roadmap, if you could post it, that would be great. Um, but this is this is the video uh, of this virtual cabin, which was in this was I guess virtual cabin 1.0 was a Kickstarter feature uh, or a perk, yeah. I guess you could which say they prom- which is something they promised for Kickstarter people that donated. And so I guess they had to call it 2.0 so people won't get mad saying I paid Kickstarter so I had to have access to that. No, I think this is this is the next level everyone. of it, I believe. Yep. And it goes through and it just has a lot of different things. So it's pretty much all of their props that they're using in the game in one cabin. So it's got all the weapons. It's got the Jason masks. And you can go up to them and you can inspect them. It has some lore from, you know, from F-13 as far as... Uh, behind the scenes things of, of stuff that happened with the game um and then if you go through you it seems like it's kind of a puzzle in a way because they have different things that you have to do and you to unlock like the door they'll show it here in a minute um you know like here there's something that's actually changing the, the character was thrown in their dead here he puts the masks on the door the door opens, he's able to go outside. So something is happening. You know, it's not just a run around the room, like something else happens. So it'll be interesting to see how they turn that into a little bit of a game. Of course. Um, I, I think stuff like this is cool. Again, we have stated over and over and over and over multiple times. Um, you you know, this this game is, is for super fans. Um you know, it, it's it's not for everybody. Again, it, every you can buy it, you can do whatever. Um, I'm sure someone would find that interesting. Like someone who's just 
isn't really an F-13 would find some of the stuff in there interesting, but they're not going to be nerding out. Like for instance, Firebomb would will go in there and be like, oh, that's so cool. And then he'll, you know, he'll go buy something and to put in his house that looks similar to like one of the things, right? That's yeah. what they're hoping for. Uh, it's for the super fans that want to know the little insider things. They want to see each item. They want to see the beer can, how the same kind of beer can that was in the movies. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what you're nerding out on. Just like, the, I mean, if you can imagine your favorite game, like back in the day when I played a lot of WoW, uh, things like that, you know, having a place where you could go and see some of those things in the game, like things that were kind of secret or a like insider knowledge, like that stuff was cool to me. Oh yeah, uh, right. I don't have any games like that. I'm thinking right now, like oh, you know, wish I had that. But you know, everybody has those at one point in time, and this is for the F13 crowd. So if you're really into the movies, um, they'll have the virtual cabin 2.0, which looks cool. Uh, but at least they're making it kind of a side game, so it's just not a an image gallery, pretty much. Hey, go go look at this object here. This was used in this film in this scene. You know, it's not all that. Like they're having a little bit of a side game going with it as well. Yeah, which which I think so. is overall very very cool. Um, I, for the most part, um, it it's a good game, right? Like th- there are good features of the game. It's a good game in moderation. Um, I just I'm still struggling with what the longevity is for them. I just I don't know. I, I don't know what the longevity is, Brian. I don't know what they're going to do six months from now. They Eight they need to now. change. I mean, they talked about a new game mode. They've got to do something drastically different and start ex- exploring new game modes as far as how can we change this game, keeping true to the original story. Uh, they're talking, you know, they're going to be doing that single player mode. That I think if they want this game to be playable, where some people will actually be doing something with it five years from now, and it's just not a dead a dead game that you know you, people used to play. They're going to have to figure out how to really tackle that because I don't know how they're going to do it otherwise. Oh, I mean, absolutely. it's just there's not a longevity where you play the same game. I mean, with, at least with PUBG, people can play it and it gets repetitive. It it could be, but you just play, play change your play style. Like there's something else you can do. There's not a lot you can do with F13 to change how the game ends up being. I mean, the goal is to go get, to go and get a, um, you know, something to either call the police or, you know, get to the exit point. Like that's the only options. That's all you can do. Or you can, I mean, you can die. So, (laughs) yeah. yeah, uh, And there's a very remote chance that you can maybe kill Jason, which doesn't happen in public matches. No, so absolutely I, they just need to come up with a way to make it to where it's actually a game that has some other things to do. So I, um, again, I, I look, I, I hope, I hope that they figure it out. I mean, I just, I don't know what, I don't know realistically what, what they're going to be able to do. I mean, I, yeah. that that's kind of where I'm at with, with, with F13. I think they just want to get to where they released what they've done on the roadmap. And then I think it's going to be done. You know, oh, personally, probably. I think they're, they're going to be done with it. I, I think they're going to have to come up with a way to have people host their own games or come up with something to where 
that the, the difficult issue is you don't want to let people see your IP addresses and then let them DDoS you and all that trolley stuff. So there needs to be some sort of servers, but how long are they going to keep those servers up is the question. So that's my main concern with the game like this. Short of you always playing single player, uh, they need to come up with a way that people can host servers without it giving out your private personally IP address, which I don't know how they're going to do. It's no, kind of, I it's mean, just the way the internet works. It's kind, yeah, kind of, kind of important to, to the internet working. Um, again, um, I was hoping their form would, that's kind of why I was, why I was stalling. It's been down all day. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I won't, I won't bother with it. But nevertheless, yeah. uh, I would like to bring you an update on the roadmap. Hopefully we can do that next week. Um, cause that they have hit a couple of things on the roadmap, I believe. So hopefully we can bring that to you uh, in the coming weeks. All right. Um, let's see. Where oh, and actually, I, I found it here. So I'll, I'll okay. link you. I will link you. I found an imager for it. So I'll throw it in the notes right after that. Yeah, that'd be great. And let's let's take a quick look at it. Um, All right. There you go. Okay, oh, good. sorry. It's at the bottom. Let me go. I got it. All right. So. Where are we? okay? So we so, are on okay. The, so the well, it's not so even it's Halloween right now. after Halloween. Gotcha. So this isn't released yet, but this is what they're teasing. So Brian, what what yep. do you did you write down what we said? Yes. Okay. What did we say? Um. All right. So because <laughs> I don't remember exactly that, what we said. They have to do. I, all right. You said yes. Oh God. What did I say? First of all, we put in here that F13 said they're never going to charge for maps, which was just one of our predictions. And then September 19th, we said that we can no longer bash F13 if they meet the Halloween goal up to new kills, which is the one right before. So pretty much they have to complete new kills. Um, Firebomb promises to say devs are bad if they fail. <laughs> I love how I love how we added that as part of the part of the part of the stipulation. Um <laughs> So that's pretty much so. The, so Virtual Cabin 2.0 will be the first thing after Halloween, um, and they have a list of five things that they're going to be doing before Christmas. So a new map, um, single single player demo, new counselors, offline bots, and Virtual Cabin 2.0 will all be between Halloween and, and Christmas. Gotcha. Um, I and, and we will doing we'll be doing F13 on Friday the 13th. So that yes, is which will uh, be very sure cool. We won't change that. No, um, so Friday the thirteenth. No, we are absolutely that is, that is set in stone. In we are, October. Yeah, we are absolutely doing Friday the thirteenth here in just a couple of weeks. Um, it's kind of a that that is one so that Firebomb can quit asking for us to do it every week. We are going to be doing it on on Friday the thirteenth in October. Absolutely. Um, so that's uh, that's Friday the thirteenth. They're 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 working on stuff. Um, I, I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't I don't know hope what they I'm do supposed it. to I mean, say. I, I hope they do it. So, I mean, that's the thing is, I think they've fumbled it up till now, and hopefully they've figured that stuff out, learned their lessons, and this roadmap is something they're actually able to accomplish. So we'll see. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited. Again, I think similarly to how I feel about H1Z1, I think that a game like Friday the 13th can be really kick ass. I think it can be awesome. I think people can enjoy it, but they've just got to get a grip, get a grip on, on, on how to, on 
you know, how to keep it alive because it's it's a you know what yep. Brian there's going to be a whole bunch of people playing on a Friday the thirteenth and that's fine and that's dandy but that's not longevity that's not realistic long term so they've got to figure well they've out- got to figure out how do we bring in recurring income I mean they're 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 working on the skins thing and that's fine with me if that but the, is that going to be enough to maintain the servers and keep them up long term they're yeah. going to have to keep coming up with things and whether it's emotes. I don't really want them doing special kills. No. Unless, I mean, unless it's purely cosmetic, unless the kill is purely cosmetic, but I don't want anything happening that allows you to to do a kill that normally wouldn't happen. So like, let's say you're standing next to an object or something, and then you have the ability to do a special kill. I I don't want any, I want it purely all to be cosmetic if it's something you pay for. And I think that's going to be really important. So they can sell whatever they want cosmetic wise to keep the servers up. But the, the thing that concerns me is they keep saying free DLC, free yeah. map. You know, just how about they just say we'll release content for free, but skins will be a charge. Like they just Don't keep care. pushing off. This is free, which just drives me crazy and makes me nervous. Yes, it does because you are you are when you say some when you if if every week we said welcome to infection. Oh, he's got a free episode this, this free week. Episode. You would assume that there is a paid episode associated with it because yeah. we've never we're mentioned. We're just waiting. Yeah. We're just waiting to drop. If every week. if We've we- been keeping a tally for every episode. Actually, you owe us and we'll have a bill at the end. Yeah, we're going to call it. We're going to get the so. collection agencies <laughs> to come and collect on you. you watched, why do you think we're watching? We're tracking hours, you know, the uptime. <laughs> we're tracking everybody's hours so that we can send them a bill later. That, that's what our CAN system is in the chat. It's a tracker of how many hours you've watched the stream. Um, but in all seriousness, it's just if you reference that. For example, on the radio station, we don't reference that it's free to listen to because there's never mm-hmm. a pay to listen to way like it, there's never a there's never going to be a pay to listen to like and so yeah. there's no point of saying it's free. It's just it's it's ju- it's just accepted. And I guess they have the issue because in video games, most of the time, DLC content add ons, all of that stuff is paid. So I can understand why they maybe feel the need to. Um, you know, push out the point that, hey, this is going to, you know, this is going to be free, this is going to be free, but it, it's just, it rubs me the wrong way. And maybe this is just a personal problem. Maybe I've got some well, know, PTSD okay, so, but with if you think games. about it, they're actually doing a good thing in that they're making it very upfront. Like we sometimes, like if you look at what they did with Ark when they released Scorched Earth and people freaked out yeah, because all of a sudden that, oh, you want us to, pay for something that you know is above and beyond uh we're gonna downvote you you know on, on on steam and this is something where people just were getting so much for free for so long and it just became what they expected and then all of a sudden they're like oh here's a dlc that you can pay 20 bucks for yeah and then people freak out well okay here's the issue is at least with these guys they're saying all right this one's free this one's free this one's free and then when you say get one that's not free, you shouldn't be surprised because they Maybe. said every time this one was free, this yeah. one was free, not just where we did a new content release. Exactly. So, you know, I guess, so it's just, I guess a lot of it's perspective, how you look at it. Yes. Um, so that's, that's F13. Um, we are playing it here in, uh, it'll be two weeks Friday. So it'll be two yeah. game nights after PUBG. Is when we'll be playing it on, of course, the always spooky 
Friday the Thirteenth. It was a match made in heaven. Yes. I hoped. I hoped it got firebombs scary, there. Scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, he be, better. He better be very upset if he's not. He's there. probably going to be doing some sort of a ritual. Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> ritual. Yeah, to where he watches every episode for twenty four hours on Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe. Um, so. And 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 again, my or I I guess I want to close up because he brings up a, a a point with this. I don't mind paying for content. I've never mind paying for content. I pay for content with Call of Duty every year. I pay for I paid for DLC on plenty of games. I don't mind paying for additional content. But if it's good, yeah. but if it's not skins, and I'm not talking about skins. I'm talking about additional content. I'm talking about real real stuff. When when you buy a Call of Duty expansion, yeah, you get the skins and stuff, but you're paying for maps. You're getting like four or five new maps. That's what you're paying for. Um, I wouldn't. Like, he's saying, uh, Firebomb's saying, Jason X, I'd pay for that, or I'd even pay for a New York map. I, if I was more into the game, I'd absolutely pay for a map. I would absolutely so hands concern, down pay for a map. I understand the map, but my concern, let's say for Jason X, is that means he comes with special abilities and special kills. They they kind of shot themselves in the foot, yes, making it so that certain Jasons have certain abilities and things that are perks for them. Because then it becomes more of a pay to pay to win model when you give a Jason that says, "Oh, if you pay extra for this one, he has the ability to do this better." Um, if if Jason's skins were purely cosmetic, which they could do still, I mean, the, I think for them they're worried about leaving that that purity of it. But they could make it so that Jason's skills are more of like those coins or those things that you get on the counselors, and the skin doesn't matter, which is. I think would be better in the long run if they're looking to sell skins and make money off of the, of those things. Because right now I think people would be mad if they went and said, all right, here's a Jason X skin that you can buy just because there's abilities. It is not purely cosmetic. It, it, they leave it at that point when he has special abilities, special kills to where like one Jason is better than another in certain places. Uh, and so that's when you have a model like that, that's that's the thing that you have to avoid, and I don't know without them redoing how the 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 system works for Jasons and just saying, all right, you know this Jason looks like this, but you know you're choosing. All right, I want a Jason that has the ability to swim or whatever better. I want one that has the this sensibility different or whatever it is that those Jasons bring you. They need to make those separated so that Jason X can have those other abilities or those other characters can have Jason X's abilities. Yeah, that makes I, I mean, no, it makes that's sense. The best way I can think of it. <laughs> yeah, I um, they the, the the battlefield is theirs. It, it is completely theirs to do whatever they want with. If they fail, long term, I'm talking. If they fail, some some could argue, and I even may argue that they've already failed because nobody's playing the game. Um, now again, that's a subjective thing, but I mean. The game is theirs. They've really, got- in a game like this, if you play with friends, you only need a certain number of people. I mean, if you guys enjoy playing it together, and that that's all that matters. It's different oh, yeah. than playing something like PUBG to where you want all these people, random people you're killing. You know, it's not really great to just play against all your friends. Um, it's fun to play with your friends. But a game like this, if you had eight people that are really into it and you just wanted to play all the time, you could. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, and, and there's a lot of games. I mean, y- you could make the claim about Seven Days to Die that, that that game strives based on the little groups. I mean, our friend Heisenberg plays with a small group of guys. It's maybe six or seven people, 
but it's a yep. subjectively a small group of people. Um, so that you know, that's not necessarily a a, a bad thing. Um, but again, they they've got they've got the open canvas. They've got the blank canvas. They can do anything they want. If they fail, it's not it's nobody else's doing but theirs. They they've got the people's yep. games. Or excuse me, people have own have copies of the game. If they fail, it's it's on them. I mean, and I, and I don't care. So, yeah. All right, that's F thirteen. All right, so do we want to go ahead and do our giveaway first giveaway? I think that's a good idea. All right, so we'll be doing exclamation point exclamation point giveaway. Uh, this will be thirty points. And so for this first one, we will be giving away a copy of Kiro Blaster. Okay. And Kiro Blaster. Let me Kiro. pull it up. There we go. Yes, Kiro Blaster. It's a $9.99 game. This is an indie platformer pixel graphics 2D retro game. It's got very positive reviews. And uh, yeah, Kiro, K-E-R-O Blaster. So if you want to enter for that, um, I will put a link to it for the Steam page if you want to see what it is, but it's a free game. So what do you have to lose? Yes. Um, now, let's do a transition into H1Z1 Just Survive. I want to be careful with this update note because I am I believe we've read most of this. This is a live server update. Yeah, that's, but the thing is how they've been doing their updates. It's they have the test server updates. Yeah. And we've read a lot of those. So, and now we're in the live server update. So I'm just going to highlight some of the like the new items and stuff. If you are an H1Z1 super fan, which I'm sure there still are some of those people listening, there'll be a link in our show notes, infectionpodcast.com, where you can go through and read line by line. But I, 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 when I skimmed through this before the show, I most of this stuff I'd already recognized because I'd already read it. Um, yeah. So this is they're, th- what they're saying here is this, this is a substantial update to the live server this is in core, uh, this includes their core feature set addresses of number of number of bugs and exploits and incorporates your feedback which you know they they've always kind of been up with people's feedback um i have got to give them a big fat l on the first point in this brian they've added the shacks back to the game which i think yes. is a terrible idea Terrible, terrible idea. I understand there needing to be some type of buffer between nothing. Oops, geez, hit my mic. Between nothing and having a stronghold. I understand that there needs to be a buffer there. Yeah. I don't think, but I thought them adding the loot stash with the locked loot stash was the solution to that problem. Um, yeah. I. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Um, yeah. the shacks end up littering the map. You create one, you're in it for a very short amount of time. You don't bother destroying it. It just sits there. Now, obviously you could say, yes, there's going to be a decay system, whatever. Um, I just don't. What if you're only allowed one per player? I mean, just Either to way, kind of help with, I, you don't I, have one on all these different sections of the map. Yeah, I mean, so I'll just read their note here. It says one major note um, on the last point that is that we've overhauled the shacks and returned them to the game. The new metal structure is sizable, sturdy, and can even be decorated. Originally, we anticipated those 
who who had used shacks would instead leverage the barricade and stash mechanics again what we thought as well um once we transitioned into ball uh the, the badwater canyon map though we'll continue to expand upon and improve those systems see uh, the metal barricade um your, your feedback has made clear that you still want shacks so now they're back into the game um i just I thought that was the whole reason behind the stashes. So if that's the case, then I want the stashes thrown back to what they were before, which is just a useless hiding thing in the ground that just anybody can have access to. Because um, now yeah. those are OP. N- and now that you can create a shack, you know, go ahead, create your shack, do whatever. That's fine. Um, so that's kind of disappointing. Um some of the other things in there, obviously, they've added the shack and the shack door. They're metal now instead of wood. Um, they've added the metal stronghold components, the metal barricade, dynamite, the dynamite bundle, pipe bombs, wooden chest, um, or excuse me, a weapon chest, which is good, an ammo box, a freezer, which is interesting, a tool set, handcuffs. Um, they did a whole bunch of looting changes. Uh, some of the zombie and combat changes that they have uh, listed on here is reduced zombie damage to all body armor. Zombie damage through armor has a small chance to inflict bleeding, which is good. They have a low because you don't bleed unless your body armor is destroyed, as of right now, at least. With this, you know, yeah. small. I'm talking small chance, like a couple of percent points chance of you bleed. Not twenty percent. That's way too high. Um, minor bleeding now has a chance to heal itself over time, which is a big, big, big mechanic, big change. I think that's cool. Um, lowered the use time for the uh, the fiber uh, compress or, or compress, however you'd like to, to say that. Uh, improved zombie pathing and behaviors, which of course have always been an issue. Some other changes. Um, they've done a couple of map updates uh, around different parts of the map. They fixed an issue where the PVE servers would not properly display the out-of-bounds messaging. Uh, they fixed an issue where players were unable to abandon them. Uh, bandage themselves after going out of bounds and then returning to the play area. Um, they also removed a couple of other things, uh, some construction and destruction stuff, some changes to survival. They fixed an issue where stamina could get stuck in the state where it would not regenerate. Huge issue. Our okay. biggest complaint, yeah. our biggest gripe when we played it a couple of months ago was the stamina bug. Constantly reloading, which uh, relogging, which meant you had to go through and recreate your, or had to be back invited into your group, colossal pain in the ass, huge issue. Yep. Hopefully it's fixed. And this has been a bug, this has been a lingering bug now for as long as we've been doing this podcast, 141 weeks. Stamina bug has been on, off, fixed, perfect, broken again. It's been all over the place. Um, so that's good. Um, they relocated the military base spawn so that players can't grief other players with uh, the tent entrances, and then just a whole bunch of other bug fixes and stuff like that. So you uh, you can read the full notes. Overall, not a fan of the metal shack being put into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's too... It's metal, so hopefully, hopefully it won't be so obtainable. Um, I didn't have a chance to look at what the requirements are for it yet, but hopefully it's something that's not... Um, hopefully it's not something that's too... You know, too too much so yeah i, I don't know i'm, I'm torn on I, i'm not a big fan of it because I, I really do think that's kind of a that's a it's a okay here it is i'm gonna get some crap for this brian it's a troll structure the trolls create those things that they can store up ammo and stuff they never have to get into the base building system every time they need a gun they can just go back to their little shack 
get their stuff and they pop send them back up in. all around just so they control people as exactly. well. Exactly, so they can just, keep running back and it just pisses me off. Cheap shots of people. Yeah, but I mean that's part of what made this game popular. So I mean, possibly that's what they're trying to keep. Um, I just don't. Um, I just damn it! I don't like it. Like, there, it's too easy. The strongholds are legit. Yeah. You have to pay for them. They, I mean, you you have to build a structure around it. It's a pain. It's a total pain to do, and it's tough. Plus, and, we like man Stan or Deacon's bringing up the point of you can set up around. Remember, around the governor's mansion, people would set these and make a complete wall, wall around yeah. certain areas. Uh, to where they block off all those vehicles that were in there. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that they do with it. So the part of the whole reason for the building system, the way they've done it is to improve performance and to prevent people from blocking off things. And this is instantly putting them right back because they don't have a true ability to limit where people place things anymore. That With the building system, there was nothing large that could be placed to block things constantly. And they could say, all right, you have this. You can put, you can put the um, the metal barrels or whatever it is that you're placing around. Like you can put them in certain places on, in your base. Well, if you have one of these, like you can place it anywhere on the map. And now I don't trust them to go through and say here's legitimate places you can place it, and not because they're not going to be able to cover either. It's going to be too restrictive, or they're going to let you pretty much place it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you it won't work. If they say, "Oh, you can only place," I mean, do you remember that when they said you would, you could only place stuff on grass, and people were still for months creating base on top All of asphalt. The the yeah, cities. I mean, it was just yeah. months, 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 months. We're told no, there were not going to be any more bases on on roads or on asphalt or next to buildings. That wasn't going to be happening anymore. They did server wipe after server wipe after server wipe, and they couldn't figure it out. So this yeah. is it, from the notes. It doesn't mention. Go ahead. I think it should be one per player, but if you're in a clan and you have a stronghold, you can't build one. I think that would be a great system. I think that would be a fantastic they, system. They, that, that way they can limit it to where it's only for people that don't want to group up with people because some people do enjoy playing by themselves. Um, it's for those people. It's not for a clan going in and blocking off an area that they want. They don't want other people going to, which is what it turned it, turned into in the past. I so. I think that is a fantastic idea. And what you would do is if you your base gets a your well, the, see the problem is that Brian they don't have a clan system. There's there's no tracking yeah. when you log off. That's the thing is they have to get one of those put in place before they can really make this. <laughs> so we're we're screwed. Not so easy to exploit. Yeah, we're yeah. screwed at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So uh, oh, they'll get. I'm sure they'll get a clan system someday <laughs> by the end of the year. Put the, maybe. Yeah. Why don't you put that in the book? Um, <laughs> I don't want to predict that. that so uh, the sh- the shack is in the game. Um, we'll see how it we'll see how it looks. Um, now we did have a couple of new tweets uh, this week, and we had a new zombie Brian. Um, yeah, so gr- this is just a head. Pretty gruesome. Of course, this looking. is the high res. Of course, yes, this is the high res. This is done after it's been sculpted and and uh, textured and everything else. Um, this is what it looks like. Of course, now they're going to be taking this image and converting it down to DirectX 9. So those nice teeth and everything that you see Feel the uh, will no longer look like that anymore. But, you know, this is this is what it could look like if you were on a different engine. How about I say that? 
this is what the game could look like. I love and how you feel. I hate that they rub it in your face. I love how you feel the need to interject that into the. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just rubbing in your face. Look, look at what it's supposed to look like before we put it into our engine. Yeah, that's nice that you guys are making it that quality. It'll never be that quality again. It's a good looking head. I mean, it's it's a very good looking zombie. It's got a very it's a very good looking zombie. The jaw's completely gone. the 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 nose is completely gone. There's only one eye. The ears are all cut up. It's a great looking zombie. Looks great. Yeah. Heads kind of bashed in at the top. It looks disgusting. Yeah, it's great looking zombie. A huge cut above where your eyebrow would be. It's great. But like you're right. Yep. It's just going to become. It's going. It's going to be like taking it's gonna it. Become a blob. It's going to become a pixel <laughs> that you shoot at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess to, you know to each their own. They're still working on stuff like that. So um, that's that. And now they have. Um, they have. It's the new containers that they've they are introducing. So the freezer containers for weapons, ammo, tools, and food. So that's the freezer that you have. Uh, and then there's some weapons and tool containers. So if you look, uh, there's the tool container in the back, the, the dark gray. Mm-hmm. And then you have your weapons container, which I think is probably the one to the right, the brown one. And yes. Then yes. The ammo container, I assume is the green one. Correct. At least that's what I would assume. So, I mean, it could go either way, but kind of a weird size for an ammo container. So anyway, so that is their, uh, yeah, those are their new containers that they're probably going to let you put in your bases to be able to store specific items, perhaps, or you'll find them around. But it seemed like it was going to be a base decoration. So these maybe will be things that give you enhanced storage. I like the freezer. I like having a, now you have a dedicated, all food will go in the freezer. No longer a little brown box next to a grill, which is what everybody does now. Yep. I like that. I really like that. That's imp- this. For, I mean, perhaps this you is can important store, stuff. Make, it'll make food last longer. They need to put the spoil system and then food last longer. They don't have that. a spoil system. I know some say they need to put in a spoil system to make yes, the, the fridge is relevant. Yes. Cause right now it's just nothing but a textured box, but it, you know what? Which is good. I mean, survival games. I mean, that's the thing is they, they're having to start implement actual survival things to make it a survival game. Oh, yeah. It hasn't been before. No. I mean, they put in the stamina system and for them, that was a big deal. Oh, you get tired when you run. Okay. But that's not survival. You know, uh, so I think they're, they're finally having to go through and say, all right, do we have to, let's, it's called just survive and it's a survival game. Um, so hopefully they'll, they'll get to that now. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's just survive. Um, some new stuff in there. Again, I think they are, they've got their backs up kind of up against a wall. I mean, we'll talk about the success of PUBG later on. Um, but you know, they've got, and I guess obviously just survive is not competing with, with PUBG, but in the sense of now there's a, there's a sense of urgency now, um, because they have been completely, you know, you know, swooped out of the market in terms of King of the Kill. I mean, PUBG is just killing it. So there's that's there's clearly a sense of urgency. Because I mean, how freaking hard is it for them to make a box that looks like a fridge? It doesn't function any differently. There's no mechanic. It's literally a, a wrapped in a JPEG that makes it look I mean, like a fridge. Get, the thing is, they could get interns that are in art that are in graphic design school, some, some girls, to make one of those in in. <laughs> Two days. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why they make such a big deal of it. You didn't pick up my joke. Huh? Oh, sorry. I didn't some, some girls, the gamers in... Oh, yeah. In real life. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, what was that group called? Uh, gamers in real life. Girl. 
Is, is that the name of their internship program? Yeah. The internship program that supposedly I can apply for is G-I-R-L, Gamers <laughs> in Real Life. Of course, all the previous winners of the internship have all been female. I mean, ignore that fact, but I can apply for it. Fake news. I mean, they're not restricting it. <laughs> wouldn't want to keep anyone. Uh, oh, God. Um, no, it's just a, it's a low-hanging fruit. It's I asked them to contact me when that opened up, and they said they would, and they have not contacted me. I'm incredibly disappointed. They haven't opened it, though. I've been waiting. It's been over a year. Yeah, but maybe they're not doing the internship program anymore. Maybe not. I haven't seen them publish it. I'm applying. I'm a student. I can apply for this. Yeah, there you go. I'm um, just not moving down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do infect do infection podcast from the uh, daybreak from the studio from from daybreak studios. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't just be the the cherry on top. If that <laughs> that would be fact. The thing great. is, if I won the internship, I'd have to go down there. <laughs> and live down, live down there, which is just not. You would a great idea. Be in that internship less than three days before you either quit or they had security forcefully remove you from the building. <laughs> I'll be like walking there. Why are you guys doing this? Why, why are you doing? This? Let's change the engine. Um, I do that's not what an internship is about. I do. Well, that's a fact. Um, I do want to. This is totally unrelated, and I'm gonna bring us down in the mud, Brian, because we got it. We got to stick up for our people, man pawns. I guess was not invited to one of the H1Z1 events. And he, yep. so, so he posted this vi- seven minute video on Twitter from the invitational last year of him tearing it up. You're talking, he's yep. shooting flaming arrows and throwing mollies and you shoot. He's just shooting people, AR shotguns, you know, crazy. He's a good player. It's no surprise. Yep. He's a very good player. And I guess he wasn't invited to the invitational so he put a thing out on Twitter. Am I, you know, am I being forgotten this year? Um, so if you want to go check out our boy Man Pawns and and if he, you know, if he needs any help, um, well, yeah, we'll we'll stand by him. Cause I mean, he's a good freaking player, Brian. It, it, you can't. Yeah. He posted this highlight video. I was watching. And I was like, damn, he is good. I mean, the, the, even the commentator yeah. made the comment. I'd never seen a flaming arrow before. I mean, that's what the commentators are talking about. He's like, he, yeah. you know, uses the flame. He uses all he, the he thinks mechanics that he, of the game. He thinks through the game. And that's one thing yeah. when we interviewed him, we talked to him, is he actually sits there and thinks about how can I take advantage and play this game in the most efficient way possible and take advantage of how the other person is going to think when they're playing. Like, he thinks it through. He thinks through the plays. Like, what special things can I do? Um, and that makes him a unique player. And so... I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with Daybreak. And I think they're in a really weird situation to where they've put up a personal like hit list of people they're mad at because they're like, oh, they talked about about our game and the, on, our, on their stream. And they're making a list of people that they don't like. Do you think we're on that list? We're on that list. <laughs> we and they, the, they've got a list. <laughs> we were the initial they, list. <laughs> we, are the, we are the reason they have a list. And so they have, you know, they have this list of people they're like, well, they're not invited anymore. They talked about rather than try to win those people back and yes, make a game that's, that's worth game. talking good about. They'd rather say, oh, we're going to blacklist blacklist these people. They we're not going to invite them back anymore. We're not going to do anything. And then other people like they'll randomly pick someone and say, oh, this is the look at this guy. He's coming back and playing our game. He's the greatest thing ever. And it's like, well, why? I mean, the guy quit playing your game for six months. Then you got other people that have been trying to play your game, but it's just been so impossible because of the quality level of your game has gone down. 
I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. But let me, let me say something because you you mentioned trying to win these people back. These, this is King of the Kill we're talking about. Brian, how many times yes. have you heard me say I want H1Z1 to succeed? Just survive. Yeah. Well, I mean, plenty of times. I mean, every, I mean, every, I'm no hater. Every three or four weeks. I mean, I do, while, yeah. while, while I do necess- while I do hate on the game in its current state, I'm not some from day one H1Z1 basher that has never liked it, that never will like it. For Christ's sakes, we're doing this damn podcast right now. I'm sitting here on my Tuesday night doing this podcast because of H1Z1. So yep. instead of trying to win me back, they just, I mean, they're just they're screwing around with stuff. So yep. yeah. I I hope that they can really get a hold of this stuff because it's it's so disheartening to see to see this whole thing. It really is. Well, if they if they keep acting like this, you know, and I, they're going to run out of friends. I mean, like batteries, battery included. He says it's nin, you know ninja and district doctor disrespect on that list. I mean, this is the type of thing where no, they're no longer invited back when they're probably some of the better players of the game. Like ninja Doc for sure is one. May, yeah, he because Doc, too well, with, with, with the thing is with Doc, like that's his persona, and I think they kind of realize that, and so they're like, "Oh, he talked bad about it, but that's what he does." Yeah, but he's ninja, too, he's not too so big. much. He's too big to not admire. He's too that. big. It, you know, if he, if those are the level of guys to where if they did say, "Oh, we're going to come back," you know, it'd be it'd be something to where they would make a big deal of it. But anything below them, and that's that's where Man Pons is going to have an issue. He's not to the doctor disrespect level and he's not to the ninja level as far as i'm not saying play gameplay wise but I'm, I'm saying viewership wise and that is what daybreak looks at daybreak is not about whether or not you're a good person <laughs> daybreak is not about whether or not you put out good content they look at is that person popular do they have a lot of viewers uh are they going to make us you know are they going to make us some money okay we'll act like we like them that's what daybreak does and so, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to be able to do. Um, they, they should make these tournaments about bringing in people that are good at the game. Not about, oh, is this person going to bring the most viewers to our tournament? Make it a tournament based on skill. Like if I, had a, if I was going to a hockey tournament, we, you don't want the people that are just, you know, really cool and popular hockey players coming to it. If you want a really good tournament, you bring the teams that are the most competitive. That makes it the most challenge and it's the most exciting for the viewers. Like the Rangers. Because Yeah. I mean uh, Do you watch NHL? No. Oh man. No, I don't. That's unfortunate. I, I mean I I'll watch a game, but Oh man. I don't like watching sports. I enjoy playing you know, I'd rather play it. And if, if it's something that I'd be willing to sit down for two hours and watch, I'd rather just go and try and do it myself. That's uh quite a bold stance to take. I I can I can respect that. All right, let's um, so. let's let's move away from the H one Z one and yes, where so, do we go from here? Um, all right, so let's go and do Elite Dangerous because this is actually a really big update, and this is something that ever since PAX, being that it packs. Oh, well, let's do the game. Remember correctly? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to right, cut you off. Let me go ahead and roll this. Congratulations, Matt. Uh, Matt has won, so or airborne death is what he is in here. Long time fan. Of the uh, show. So, yep. And so I will. Uh, I'll send you a key for that before the end here. So, all right. Very good. So with, no, you're fine. Uh, so this is actually a really big day for Elite Dangerous. And if you remember back at PAX, I 
asked the person directly, and this was actually off the air. Um, I asked them, or I, I said, well, I'm going to ask you about the, these aliens. I keep hearing hints of aliens. And he said, well, I'm not going to answer that. And so I didn't bother asking him because he said, there's no way am I going to talk about the aliens because it was a very secretive thing. Especially not with us. That, <laughs> yeah, not with us. <laughs> uh, and, and it was, it's a very secretive thing at that time. Well, these guys are very close-lipped. Yeah, like, of course. I, I knew with Elite Dangerous that they weren't going to slip. Um, and they weren't the only reason that aliens were being hinted at is because they were starting to put content in the game that people were figuring out and finding. Um, and so I heard about it, but they had never officially announced anything. And so this, uh, however many weeks ago, uh, they announced that there's going to be this 2.4 update that is specifically related to aliens. So I, let's go and play the video first. Okay. And then we'll go Let's into some up. of the actual announcement. Yeah. But this is the release video for 2.4 Elite Dangerous, which comes with, if you have the uh, DLC or the Season Pass Horizon, uh, Horizons comes with this update. So anything in the two dot series is included in the Season Pass. Later, they'll, I've been researching to this, three point whatever will be a new Season Pass. But that's a ways down the road. Gotcha. strike wait 70 percent what say again i need a clear reading 80 percent what the hell it's healing 90 percent commander some kind of energy buildup from the target <laughs>
Well, damn, I felt like I was watching a feature film. That was a that trail yeah. was freaking awesome. That was I mean, yes. I'd never even played that game. I'm never unless I'm hanging out with you and you have it open on your computer. I'm not going to be playing that game. That trailer looked sick. That was cool as yeah. hell. So this is what everything's been leading to since that point at PAX when I was talking to him about this. All of that was leading to this. Gotcha. Um, these are the aliens that they were putting out kind of a, a, a hint. So there was a big government cover-up or some sort of a cover-up of these aliens being out there. Uh, and then people have been going and finding these documents, covering it up. And these aliens have been discovered. Now these aliens have come back. And the thing is, is they were there. You in the game find out that your weapons that you have don't have the ability to truly damage these guys. And you saw in there, they self heal. The, the, the So as one of the developers said, it be, it's becoming an arms race. So it's going to come down to you're having to figure out and find some of these new technologies of weapons to be able to combat these aliens that are, that are in the game now. It's cool stuff. And so it's creating a whole, and one thing that they always add in the notes here, it says added mysterious and exciting things, dot, dot, dot. That's how these developers are. They want, they don't want to just say, here's all the stuff we added to the game. <laughs> they want people to truly go out and discover it. And I think I had mentioned last week or the week before, people have only explored 0.03 of 1%, if I remember correctly. So it, it's like, it's, it's 3% of 1%, if I remember correctly. That's how much of the world they've actually explored in this game yet. Hmm. So there's so much more to it. Literally. And there's probably a lot of things that they've hidden around the maps that people haven't found yet. And so... They're going to continue adding things. Um, this is a pretty big one. This is a game that just he has the ability to be so big. And I, I would want them to add DLC to this. Like, I don't mind them. I was telling you the three point whatever's are going to be another season pass. I'm fine with that because all that they've added on this season pass is incredible. Like the amount that you can do with your ships the places that I'm hoping they're going to is allowing you to walk around your ship like you see in some other games um, and just kind of give it that more immersive experience to where this, because this would be an awesome game with a VR headset. Oh, absolutely. And so I think if they kind of work towards that direction, they could do some really cool things. All right, so I've got to play devil's advocate here just because it doesn't make any yes. sense to me. This game has been on how long? Oh, Ballpark? A year, two years? Um, it's been out longer than that, I think. Okay. So let's just, let's say a couple of years. Well, actually let me pull it, I'll pull it up on, it'll tell me on steam store. Okay. So elite dangerous itself has been out since 2015. So two years. Okay. It's so two years. 0.03% of the map has been touched. Okay. Well, here's the issue. It's a one-to-one replica yes of, of our, our galaxy. galaxy okay so i get that and that made, that's fine and dandy that's cool that you know there, there but doesn't there become a point where there's cool stuff all around the map and nobody's ever going to discover it i mean realistically well i mean that's I mean, the thing there is, might how, be how you, secrets how do you trade this off? i'm assuming people are I'm, I'm assuming people are data mining okay 
I'm pro- that's what I'm assuming is that people are data mining to find yeah they have to secrets be. they have to be there, there's because, no way they're not because otherwise you would never find Anything. you would never find certain things so yeah. I think that that is why you'll find the relevant things um, but it's it's just that you know part of part of the different things that you can do is you can go out and try to find or go discover if you go to a place that no one else has gone before you get an achievement. You know, like there's different things. There's reasons that you would want to be a person who explores where no one else has or, you know, where, a place that no one else has been to yet. Um, and so for some people, that's what it's about. They go and just try to go to planets and go to systems that no one has been to before. And that's kind of their own game that they're playing against themselves. Um, other people, it, it, part of it's, some people use this purely for PVP. They just go and they find people and they go do dog fights with them and go to, you know, do P- they it's like a PVP game as well. Okay. Or you can be a person. This game is so big that it can be it can be played in whatever style you want to play it as. You can buy a ship that is a PVP ship. You can buy a ship that's made for hauling if you want to just do black market hauling slaves or hauling black market black market items. You can do that. Um, if you want to be a totally legitimate, like there's just so much to this game that that if you're whatever kind of a player you are, you can just go and play your style, which I like. And it's I, pretty amazing. I, I appreciate them. They're not they don't build the game around that, but the game has fought has you know it's kind of people have just kind of fell into their own kind of thing, and the game allows that to be possible. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like. I'm I'm trying to get money so that later I can get more of the PVP ships. So I have a hauler and I just have a lot of cargo space. And so my goal is to go to one place, pick up a bunch of cargo, take it somewhere else and try to sell it. And so right now that's my play style. But American if I wanted to go, like if I want to, yeah, it looks like <laughs> trucking simulator, but for space. Um, but if you, let's say you want to go and you want to find all of that other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you want to go and, and, see the aliens like you're gonna have to work and really get your ship up to par go and get the right kind of ship the right kind of weapons and it's a whole new end game for those people that are really into this game and i think that's good that they're providing them something to where it's just not flying around and doing the same thing over and over again so this is this is that game that i just wish i had more time or you know i just you wish you could just drop out of school and be single and just play Elite Dangerous like the people on South. Yeah, that's the thing. Is wow. it's it's one of those games. It's kind of like WoW, to where there's always something else to do, and so if you could just play it. So, um, we have a lot of people that own it. So we need to just get a group together, and when we're done with playing a lot of Ark, uh, I think that that'd be another one that maybe people would get into. We can just go and set up. But the thing is that it's tough because you kind of want to play with other people, so you kind of have to schedule a time but maybe pick on the weekends saturday nights we're going to go and play for a couple oh, yeah. hours yeah absolutely. You, you have to play for a couple hours in this game to even get anywhere or else you're just flying around and never quite getting traction on it you're flying around in nothingness <clears throat> yep and so uh and there's a lot to this like i if, if i can maybe go a distance that you can't and so yeah. everybody has to be on somewhat the same level or we all need to be on the same ship so if we can all work together get one big ship we can go as a crew because it's almost impossible to have everybody flying together because if someone doesn't have as good of a ship they run out of gas and they have to go all these different places to try to get to the same place so awesome game uh if you haven't i would encourage you 
to go and play it, check out this new update. Um, but, and you'll be able to communicate with the aliens. Like they're brought into the storyline now. So you can, you can go check it out. Jonesy says he, Jonesy has it. And he says, you guys need it. I know there's a whole bunch of people that have it. I, I would say, Ooh, this was a long time ago. This is right when I started college. This was like probably two and a half years ago. You had me so close to purchasing <laughs> elite dangerous. So close. And I thank I thank the Lord every night that I did not purchase Elite Dangerous because <laughs> it, yep. it's just I mean it would be bad and oh yes and a Civ Six weekend too Saul so yes yeah, Saul so we need to make that happen Civ Six weekend that's all I'm hearing yeah me too yep. screw screw your space battles we're gonna be conquering empires raping and pillaging as we do in Civ yeah <laughs> but yes we all are right. gonna so, but we do want to do see that's the thing too you can have. Like we want to be able to do outside of Friday night game night game events. Like we have done this in the past yep. too with the board games. We used to do the once a month board game thing. My schedule is just too freaking crazy right now to to be able to do that on a regular basis. Um, but we absolutely need to. Like, if a, we want a group of people to get and and here's the other thing too. If you're listening to the show and you want to get a group of people together on a certain date or on a certain weekend, tell us. We will promote it on the show. We'll tell people to, you know, you know, be around next Saturday for whatever game, and and that's fine. So if you want to host an event like that, Saul, if Saul wants to do a Civ Six Week on Brian, if you want to do an Elite Dangerous or Lance wants to do it, let us know. We can promote it, put it on Twitter, whatever, yep. and you know you can bring some people in. So there you go, little little. And we PSA. got some people that actually play, um, play Elite Dangerous quite a bit, so. Maybe we can get one of them to host it. Yeah. And then that way they can make sure that everybody is doing things in the proper way. Cause there's just a lot of things you need to understand about it. Um, and there's a learning curve to it. So kind of like what we had originally uh, with seven days to die, when we had Heisenberg come in and kind of give us, Hey, here's how you do things. Here's the proper way to do it. And that really helped us from that point on, because we knew how to play the game properly. And I think it, there's some of these other games that that would be very helpful with. Yeah. So. Um if you don't can I pick what we go to next? I um yep. I want to give a quick shout out to our to our guy Gadlaw who uh hangs out on the big Twitter guy sends us stuff on Twitter all the time is in Discord and hangs out in in the chat on the live shows. As we always ask people to do, if you see something on Twitter, you see Facebook, Reddit and you go, "Oh, I oh, yeah, I'm sure Nick and Brian have seen this." No, false send it to us. Gadlaw um, tweeted us, or a quote tweeted us earlier today, uh, a Survive the Nights, uh, they released a whole bunch of screenshots, and he said, in case, you know, in case you didn't see this, and I had not seen this, I don't know if Brian had, I had not seen this, and I was able to look through this stuff while I was at work. Um, so, they released a whole bunch of screenshots for Survive the Nights. This is a game that we've talked on and off about for a little while. It's in it's it's in early development. Oops, um, it's in it's in early development. But Brian, these screenshots are are quite interesting. There's probably and I pulled. I kind of cherry pick some. They had a bunch. I went in their Discord and pulled a lot of these, and just made an album out of this. All right, so, so let's. Um, I'm just getting them. They up had quite quite a bit more. So um, I'm just gonna kind of go through a bunch of these here. Um, first thing I've just got to say, it's got a miscreated vibe. That's not a 
That's, yep. I'm, this, I'm not saying that to be a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying in general, looking at some of these screenshots, I'm getting a miscreated vibe. Um, I don't know if they're on the same engine. I don't. I don't really. That's no, it. this is Unity. Okay. Um, it's just got that vibe. The and way it, that it's Cry Engine. The way that the maybe the, just the way that the vegetation is set up, or the the way that things are just kind of. I, I think it's kind of the fuzz of the filter a little bit as well. Maybe. Um. So you're seeing some screenshots here. This looks like some type of agricultural uh barn. There's this is a some type a of farm, some yeah. planter or something like that. Um. Here's a here's a farmhouse with a couple of silos. Some uh, a bade hail. Um, another angle of that, some more hay, a farmhouse, a barn, uh, of some sorts, uh, parking lot. I believe that's a couch, a uh, big red couch hanging out in this parking lot. You can see that it's destroyed. There's people, uh, there's, there's, uh, these little bonfire things set up. There's broken wooden boxes, um, windmill here out in the middle of nowhere, some wind farm, some actual wind power, uh, mills out there. Uh, this is a what what I guess you'd say is just a little tent setup, little tent city, um, and whatever whatever this thing is looks like it's a, maybe a public bathroom in like a state park or something like that, and um, finally just uh, like a little subdivision thing uh, with with uh, some houses and stuff. Brian, I'm gonna give the floor to you as I'll fly through these again. I mean, what are your impressions by looking at this screen these screenshots? Uh, personally, like I like the attention to detail that a lot of games seem to lose lately. Like for instance, on that first screenshot, there's the fence. If you look at the fence, there's age to it. It's not perfect. There's it, there's posts that are you know uh, missing. There's posts that are kind of angled off to the side. Uh, there's paint that's chipped off on it, uh, and that's something that I think it, you know, this isn't a huge developer. But I think they've done a good job of going through and making making it look unique. The farmhouse, I think, looks really good. Uh, they've they've got a lot of the detail. Uh, for instance, you see those same fence posts. The house that has age to it. You look at the silos. I mean, they're rusted. Uh, I think they did a good job of going through and just trying to make a really beautiful environment, which I think is really important for a game like this. Um, you look at the one where there's the campfire. Their lighting is really good. Um, this game has free placement of objects. So um, you could probably set up like that campfire is probably placed in place there. It's not a preset up thing. So I, I think that this game, I, I know that it's a small developer, as I said, and it's taking them a while to get out. But I think that uh, I think this will be a fun game. And it, there's a lot of competition in this market. So it just really depends on how big is this map really. Um, They've got they put out quite a few screenshots, so I think there needs to be a lot of points of interest here to yeah. really make the map. If it's a big map, to make it interesting, but I think they've done a good job of really going through and just creating a pretty unique environment. There's, so I'm looking forward to it. It was kickstarted quite a while ago. Yeah, now there's a couple of things. There's there's a couple of things that I find interesting. Um, the first thing I guess I would say is. You know, don't necessarily be. I I don't want to assume that they are um, falsifying screenshots because I don't want to assume that. But screenshots are, in some cases, modified. Maybe uh, they're taken into Photoshop and not necessarily modified, but they play around with the color balance. I, I worked for a wedding photographer for four years. We 
altered. We we what we did is we altered photos. We take pictures. We clean them up. We'd clean up skin. We'd make skies pop or sunsets pop. I mean, very significant stuff. I mean, you take a, 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 a like an overcast sky and you draw out all the blues and make it look really vibrant. I don't necessarily know if they did or didn't do that with this, but it's just something to keep an eye on when looking at the screens with these screenshots. This may not actually be what it looks like exactly in game. There may be some modifications to this. Not saying that to be a good thing. Not saying that to be a bad thing. But just be aware. Um, you know, I personally don't think that they have. I, I think that this is what it looks like in game personally because they have hundreds of screenshots in here, uh, and they're all incredibly consistent. So, okay. and so that would be that would be my. I, I don't know. I, it's it's hard to say until they actually release the game, but I think like I'll put one more link here below that one, and you can see it just seems like like they're very very consistent. I, I think that's pretty much what it is. Uh, now the issue is is all of them have this fog. They all have this kind of height fog, um, you know, and and that's how they're creating kind of the atmosphere. But that's not necessarily what you want all the time. So. Of course, they're, I think they're setting it to where it looks right. You know, it's maybe, but are they going to be able to pull that off in a random weather system that looks, you know, that changes? So we'll uh, see. I don't know. That's a good question. But nevertheless, um, again, screenshots look cool. We've we've been on and off following this. Um, you know, just 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 be aware of of screenshots versus in-game footage. I mean, again, I'm not calling them out. I'm not saying that to to attack the developers, but we've seen this stuff in the past, Brian. We've seen screenshots of games, of things in games, and then you get in game, and it's like, this looks nothing like the it screenshot. Look like that, so I'm just, just throwing well, it this, out Everything is always blurry. PH brings it up. Everything is kind of blurry, and I don't know, is that intentional? Like, why is it like that? You know, a lot of times you miss a lot of the, the edges, the rough edges and things like that when you blur something. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because you may not want that. I mean, this that kind of it has it's like in between H1Z1 and miscreated. Yeah. Like there's some things that are blurry, more blurry than they seem like they should be, like H1Z1, but it has a lot of the detail as far as how they've modeled everything like like miscreated does. So I don't know. It, we'll see once it's released because there's not really gameplay of people running around and no. playing it. Um, and they did post a link to their Discord if you want to jump in that. Um, it's on their Twitter. Their Twitter is at STN Game. STN Game. And they tweeted today the... And they oh, have a screenshots me. channel that just has hundreds oh, gotcha. of um, screenshots. Th- they posted yesterday on their Twitter. Here's some screenshots. Many more to see in our Discord. Join our Discord. Um, so that's survive the nights again. We'll we'll continue to to, to look at it um, as as things come out, and I would hope I would hope and I would imagine that once we're closer to you know release or something playable, that we can maybe get somebody from their development team on the show. That's kind of the plan with yep. a lot of these games. Um. All right. Where do we want to go from here? Well, uh, let's go and jump into Conan really quick. Okay. And. They have done, and we'll just do the too long, didn't read version. Um, added options for locking containers. And this is the update number 30. Uh, containers owned by a clan are lockable slash unlockable for all members of that clan. A map marker will now point to where you died. 
um, PvP death notifications should now appear when a player logs back in after being killed offline. Arrows can now be picked up by the players unless they break on impact. Uh, when multiple players help kill a monster, the XP is now distributed among everyone that contributed to damage. Thrall specifically, uh, let's see, Thrall speciality uh, recipes should now be in the recipe slot, not the Thrall slot. Fur can now be made into leather in a tannery. The screen edge effect for temperature um, buffs and debuffs have now been modified to be less intrusive. Doors and gates will now close automatically after about 30 seconds. Um, that's nice if you get disconnected and, uh, and or something happened and you couldn't close the door. The cry for help radius of humanoid NPCs has been reduced significantly. This will help make it a bit easier to break camps and not have the fa to face hordes of enemies all the time. Um, crafting times have been tweaked for most recipes in the game to about half. Uh, dragon powder and explosive jars no longer have decay timers. And then added pop-up hints to star metal meteors when players try to harvest the outer shell with tools. So that is most of the stuff they did. Of course, they do have other things, a lot of fixes, balancing of the game. Uh, there, so there is, they worked with audio and visual quite a bit in this one. There's a huge list of things, but those are the main changes from this. I've got so, to... Um, very impressive changelog. Oh, it's an impressive changelog, and I've got to give props to them, and, and this is a model that all game developers should follow games that do extensive update notes please do a tldr like conan does they do a fantastic job with their tldr it hits the it's the big it hits the important points hits the stuff that's relevant yep. for most people if you're a real hardcore enthusiast you can still go through the notes and find the little bug that you may come up with that you report in but hey they fixed it or whatever tldr Super important, especially like uh, what's the one game that releases like twelve updates, twelve pages worth of updates? Is that seven? It's not seven days. Or maybe seven days seven, to die. Seven yep. days. If they would just do a freaking TL, it would be a page long, but you would read through a page of of you know too long. To Here's read. the most relevant. Exactly. Things. They just dump three months worth of changes onto a form post, and it's it's just ridiculous. Really like how they do yep. their updates. And now they and then they did a hot fix right after that. Mainly, it was just a couple of fixes. Um, one thing I like about their hot fix, they said they actually put a note for what's going to be in the next hot fix. We're aiming to hot fix again on Monday with a build that will fix thrall recipes and correct a duping bug. So it's nice when they actually put out there, hey, we realize there's this bug out there, and it'll be the next fix that we put out. So, um, so that's good, especially for people that are playing it. Uh, it's games like this, and they. That's one thing that we talk about ARC quite a bit because they put out constant updates and constant fixes and it makes the game more fun. You know, you, you have a hope that something's going to get fixed. We talked about H1Z1 and there was a period of time where we gave up on hope that it was anything was going to get fixed and it makes you not want to really play the game anymore. So I think this is uh, this is good for them. Um, now, PUBG, they put out another one of their... Uh, main fixes so this is week 27 and this is a this is a like they have ui ux and bug fixes in this one so enhanced breathing animation in the spectator mode they added a new feature in the settings to adjust the zoom in and zoom out speed of the world map and then as far as bug fixes they fixed a bug that made the shadows disappear mid-game fixed a graphic bug related to players who left the game inside of the starting airplane 
fixed a bug that prevented users from seeing the full alias of their teammates, improved the synchronization between player aim and spectator aim, and then they fixed a bug accurately displaying teammates' marker directions in free look mode. So that was update 27, and that was released on the 26th. So that was today. Um, one thing, there's been a controversy, and I don't know if you had a oh, chance to, or you heard anything about this. Love controversy. I I love <laughs> when game developers throw crap at each other from across the internet. It's fantastic. Yes. Um, we have talked about in the past a little bit a game called Fortnite that's being developed by Epic. Um, it's expensive. It's like forty five dollars for the game itself. Yeah. Um, but they are going. That's to be, the. I think it's the lowest tier. Yeah, that's like it's, it's up to hundred and something. It's a very expensive game. Um, I haven't played it. I haven't really followed it enough to say it's good or bad. I go look at it if it's your cup of tea. I know Matt plays it a lot and really seems to enjoy it. But check it out. See if it's something that fits. Uh, you know, fits your, fits in your game library or whatever. But um, their game is out. It's Epic. It's a legit game studio. It's not like some fly-by-night operations. Epic Games. They do like they do legit stuff. So they are coming out with a free-to-play version of the game that is their battle royale mode. Think of it similarly to, I, I want to say Arcs kind of battle royale mode, but not. I, actually, that was free, wasn't it? Arcs. Yep. Mode. Uh, what was it called? Um, yeah, it was free for a while. So of the I mean, it, it is free. It was because they yeah they they rolled that out to its own. So think up, think about it like survival of the fittest. You have Ark, which is the the, the kind of the main game, and then they kind of use this free to play thing as a draw to, for people to maybe purchase, you know, kind of a springboard onto purchasing the real game. I think it's an effective strategy if if you do a decent yep. job with it. And clearly, Epic Games has seen that there are m- literally millions of people <laughs> playing Battlegrounds, and they have decided that they're going to come out with a free. Uh, battlegrounds add-on essentially for fortnite a a a battle royale mode for fortnite um and that has really pissed off the PUBG team um and again it justifiably um so there's a video there's like a minute 29 video i don't know if you want to play that where they actually talk about it they pretty much announce it if people want to see what fortnite looks like yeah let me uh that embed i'll put a link to it in there yeah that embed wouldn't let me go full screen um all right, so this is the this is the Fortnite video. I'll take the Battlegrounds marquee off the screen. I don't want to confuse anybody. Um, so this don't is, want to start any lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in this. In this, and uh, then there's a there's a section midway, and I want keep it in mind. I want to see if you catch it. That reminds me a lot of Battlegrounds. I'll keep our mics potted up then. Yep. Fortnite team has been hard at work on a special project. We are excited to reveal. At Epic, we're huge fans of the battle royale genre and games like PUBG and H1Z1, and we thought that Fortnite was the perfect world to build one in. Fortnite Battle Royale is the new 100-person PvP mode coming to early access players on September 26th for PS4, Xbox One, Mac, and PC. So we thought if we took Fortnite's dynamic, destructible world and its unique building mechanics and then combine that with what's best about the Battle Royale genre, that we could create something that was amazing. Fortnite Battle Royale is the 100 player, last man standing PvP experience you know so well, but combined with the limitless world of Fortnite. Everyone starts in the battle bus with a glider and a pickaxe. But from there, how you win, it's up to you. There's tons of weapons, 
traps to take out unsuspecting opponents, and a huge map to build whatever you can imagine. We've had such a blast playing this mode internally, and we can't wait to get you in the game. Starting right now, all Fortnite players can get into the Battle Royale public test and start playing. The battle is building. We'll see you in game. All right, um, so there's a couple of things. Uh, the first thing would be, of course, that it allows you to build. There's You can craft, or you can destroy and build things in the game. Um, yeah. I, I, the battle bus is what you're referring to, right, is the, is the thing? Nope. That, oh, nope. no, that was not. Okay, what did uh, I miss? So in about 51 seconds, Okay. if you go to about 51 seconds, let's just pass this right here. Does that not remind you of that those stairs? I mean, that I saw that and I was thinking, man, that's a lot like Battlegrounds. Yeah, and but then I'm, there's the one in front of the shopping area that was just like yeah, except, yeah, except he was firing a grenade launcher. I like this trap well, thing. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I like the building. So, do you think he should have to be able to license this? No. Do you think they should have to be able to license the Absolutely battle royale not. concept? Battle royale is not. A, I don't think battle royale is a licensable I concept. Think, I think that that is the controversy is that he brought up H1Z1 and Battlegrounds, which both were licensed from from Player Unknown. Um, I guess according to PH, the controversy is that Epic, who is the developer of Unreal Engine, he's essentially saying that they can destroy PUBG from the core. Um, now, Falcon says, I don't think they should be able to use that name. I don't think that's a copyrighted name at this point. There, there can't. There's not. If, if, if it was a name that was registered trademark, they wouldn't be able to use it. Clearly, it has not been registered trademark. Because if it was, then they would have a. Le- they, they would, they would win the illegal battle. They have clearly have not. Yeah. Um. I just. I don't know. Well, and I don't think that's the thing. Is, I mean, I, the kind of the weird thing is, these guys create the engine that. PUBG is built on. Um, I don't think they're going to, they're going to turn around and say, and get, get in a war with each other. Uh, Brendan, who is player unknown, he pays Epic part of his sales. I mean, every copy that he sells yeah. of PUBG, part of that licensing fee goes to Epic. Uh, yeah. For, but that, that was the his, engine. That was his license term. And, and PH saying that yeah, I'm saying so, it's, I mean, for them, they want him to be successful in his game as well. They're I making just, money from every sale he gets. I, yeah, I get how you can see that it's under it's underhanded because they're paying for the Unreal Engine and essentially now they're creating a very similar game mode in their own. And I get that. You know, they were very up there in this video. They seem very upfront that they're they love Battlegrounds and they're going to take some of the best things about Battlegrounds and add it into their game. If it was a complete ripoff in terms of like there was nothing different, I would say fine. There's building, there's destruction, there's like NPC, um, you know, the, the, there's traps or whatever. There's like M, you know NPC things that interact with players. It doesn't. It may look similar. You know, the name may be similar, but it's not. The, it doesn't look like. I mean, come on, look at this screenshot. You tell me that this is the same game as Battle Royale. I mean it. There's not the art style couldn't couldn't the art styles could not be any more opposite. It it just doesn't look it doesn't look like battlegrounds and yes, it, 
I, I don't know. Oh, it's competition. Well, I agree, but, it's, it, but this is this is free market capitalism. There's things that are directly brought from that the game, like the bus that's. But flying. you can't that. But the and thing rather is, than par- they they just changed things out though. They changed out the the plane for a bus. They changed the parachute for the glider. Um, and then there's there's just a lot of similarities. But I guess the bigger conversation is, what does Brendan own? I mean, just because he's been the only one doing it, like. What does he own? What can other game companies not do based on? If he doesn't have a registered trademark, he doesn't use the registered, if he doesn't have a registered trademark in the U.S. Patent Office for an idea or a concept, he doesn't own anything. His intellectual property is not protected. And your idea, okay, there's, there, I actually, maybe we should try to get our friend uh, Mike Phillips to explain this to us a little bit. Um, because I'd be because we 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 have a good friend who's a who's who's a lawyer, a, a patent attorney specifically. If he doesn't have a trademark for the name Battlegrounds, which I don't think he does, because I don't see it doesn't say Battlegrounds TM, then they're free to use the name. And I cannot I I'm not gonna sit here and believe for one second that Epic Games would just flat out infringe on his copyright. Knowing that they'll get the living hell suit out of them, I can't. I just. I can't yeah. believe that they would be that incompetent. I mean, this is Epic Games. I don't think they're that incompetent. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, do I think it's great that they're copying the game? The name, no. But I mean, what the hell are you gonna do? It's a. It's a popular concept, and there's gonna be copycats. It's a. In my. You know, again, I'm not <laughs> making battlegrounds, but. It's the greatest form of flattery when somebody literally just rips off your idea. This is not really competition for Battlegrounds. In some respect, it is. People are not going to flock from Battlegrounds to this nonsense. I mean, it's just, it's like people flocking from CSGO to TF2. It's just not, it's not the same thing. Yes, yes, they both have guns. Yes, they both have skins. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I understand the controversy. I understand what he's saying, but I, I don't think, I think they did this out of appreciation for the game. That's what it sounds rather like. Than, rather than being, we're going to run them out of the market. Um, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, we'll see where it goes. And of course, judges and, and juries have different opinions than we do. Absolutely. I'm sure I could be, a, I could be a but non-biased I, jury member. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And they'd watch <laughs> could it. Could you imagine when that? you went to your, when your thing, they'd say, let's play a little bit of his podcast. Uh, I don't think he's going to be on the jury. You're a bunch of damn shysters. <laughs> yeah. Long live battlegrounds. And so, and so I, I think that with this, we'll see what happens. They could change a few things in this just to make it not seem so similar, but I think they've already changed. I mean, it's, it's a bus flying in the air, you know, I mean, they, they obviously didn't make it exact. They're not trying to do a clone. So I just, they came right out in the trailer and said, you know, we love games like battlegrounds. We decided let's make our own. Because we could do that too. I mean, th- th- it's not like they're it's not like they're trying to be some shady organization that's you know just ripping off battlegrounds and calling it um uh what are they what they're calling this battle royale uh you know battle something or other like th- 
they're it's clear to me that they're just they're taking a successful concept and implementing it into their game. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Now if that yeah. now if Epic starts messing around with Unreal Engine and in turn ends up screwing Battlegrounds, I will be completely on the, on the other side of the coin. Because that, that, that I, I really okay don't with. see that happening. No. Uh, Epic is, I mean, this they have their engine used in a lot of different games, and they've been very good about releasing. They use, for making these games, they use the same releases that we use you know, outside with Unreal Engine. So it's not like they have secret things that they're holding back in the engine just for just for their game and, you know, everyone else gets something different. So I think that, I don't think that's so much a worry. I think that they've been, they're not going to do like maybe some companies would and block off access or try to change something. That I, I, everything is too open with the engine for that. Like people would see it and it would affect other people as well. And I think that they see the bigger picture in this. And I'm sure that if it came down to it, they would retract this. But I think that for them, they just think it's something cool and they wanted to put it in there. So there you go. Um, all right. Well, we are um, running a little long. And if here. anything, this would help improve the engine. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, possibly, yes. This this would this they would put in things that would just enhance the concept of battle royale that then would be rolled out in the engine that they'd be able to use in in PUBG. I mean, if if anything, whether it's anti cheat, whether it's just responsiveness, if they look at this and they're like, oh we need to put this in the engine because you know we're struggling with making it feel the way it should that's going to do nothing but improve the engine so absolutely all right well do we want to uh hmm, we are late on time we could skip the rest of this yeah, the yeah, rest of this yeah, news if yeah. you like there is a view there's one picture for PUBG. if you want to show that okay um there there was a uh, a tweet that was put out and this they're announcing three new vehicles and so uh, they yeah. showed one of them so they're going to have the VW, much VW bus and they could, I mean, VW could say, look at you are copying us. Well, they are you know, that. Well, but the thing is, is it's not an exact copy of the of VW because they know they couldn't get away with that. It's just a pretty close resemblance. Yeah. I, exact same thing. And I mean, let, do what they want. Do they want VW coming to them and saying, you're not allowed to use that because it looks too close to one of our vehicles. Now my point again. Okay. My, my point with this thing is, Unless they are actively screwing with Battlegrounds in a negative... Which, by the way, if they do and Battlegrounds can prove that, they can put Epic out no, of business. I mean, they, they get a lot of money. Yeah, yeah I, mean, they, 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 I mean, they could sue the, the... No one would trust Epic again. I mean, it'd be, it'd be too... I can't imagine them even tr- thinking that. It would be a total disaster for... And here's the thing. Ep, I'm sure there's games, other games like Fortnite, that have been built on the Unreal Engine that now Epic has is now making their own in. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I personally appreciate Epic having games that they're making under their engine because then they're forced to deal with their own engine. It's not like they're just putting out junk. Oh, it doesn't work. We'll, we'll get to it later. Like if they want their own products to work, they have to make an engine that works. And I kind of, I appreciate that more because they're more likely to put out an engine that works correctly because their own stuff relies on it. I mean, that's my own selfish way of, of seeing it. Unless they, Battlegrounds, sign some type of exclusivity deal with Epic, which I know for a fact they didn't because that's not how Epic works because you know, they're open to everybody, um, then there you go. I mean, that it is what it is. 
I mean, the, the, yep. the, folks, this is how this is how the free market works. Like, this is just how it works. If Epic wants to come in with again without screwing with the engine, which would that would be unethical and that would not be okay. And you would, I would, you would, people would be outraged over something like that. But if they just want to come in and make their quote unquote clone of Battlegrounds, I re- I really don't care because first of all, it's not going to succeed because this game looks like garbage. Um, but you know they're free to do whatever whatever they please. So I'm I'm yeah. not overly concerned about it. Yep. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I, as I said, I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, and I, I think it'll be just fine. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I, Epic's too big, and I think they're beyond that. So yeah, I would agree. All right. So let's go ahead and do you want to do the, uh, the second game giveaway here? I think so. Okay. So exclamation point giveaway, and then we'll do another thirty points raffle. And we'll be giving away a copy of Dead Age. And this is, once again, thank you, Deacon. Um, he gave us a copy of this, and I will put a link to it. This is a Zombies RPG survival strategy simulation game. So Dead Age, put a link to the Steam page. So you can check that out. But it's mostly positive and very positive rating. So mostly positive recent, very positive overall. It was put out about a year ago. Um, it's a survival game uh, for the zombie apocalypse with a Final Fantasy turn-based style combat. So there you go. go exclamation point giveaway if you want to enter it. Absolutely. All right. So do we just want to go straight into the end? Is there anything else we need to talk about before? No, I'd say um, our game of the week is going to be for game of the week. PUBG. Make sure you're downloaded and updated and ready to go. We'll see you at 9 o'clock. Um, our Discord is on... Uh, uh, our website, infectionpodcast.com, right-hand side, big green join now button. You can go ahead and do that. Um, let me make sure I'm all up to date here, and we will quickly do current players. I've just got a couple of quick games on here. Um, yep. First, moving into H1Z1. This is King of the Kill currently playing this. 14,541, the 24-hour peak, 58,023, with a 70-day peak of 76,817. Currently playing Ark, 32,848, the 24-hour peak, 46,846, and the 70 peak, 71,028. Moving on to Friday the 13th, currently playing this game, 997, the 24-hour peak, 1,331, with a 70 peak of 2,232. Again, so when I'm talking about this game being for the fans, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. All right, moving on to Battlegrounds. My numbers are still being truncated, of course. Currently playing this game, 259,295. The 25-hour peak, 1,466,143. And the 70-peak, 1.5 million. 1,529,218. Brian, this time last week, actually eight days ago, we were at 1.3 million. So you're talking again. No. This constant one to four hundred thousand player boost per week. It seems like two million is. I mean, right end, the end of the year. I mean, are we at yeah. two million when by we, by January? We were saying originally one million. We were making our guesses on one million by the end of the year, and it looks like it might be two million. Yeah, not not a, not one of the good uh, 
Right, well, one one out of every seven Steams running will be running <laughs> out of ground. PUBG. I, uh, I have nothing else to say. All right. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and go into tip of the week. And this is where I talk about either a general gaming tip or a specific tip for a game. And this is going to be Elite Dangerous this week. So this is Tip of the Week. All right. So one thing that you kind of have to learn to master in Elite Dangerous is going from super cruise and trying to get to where you are able to start rotating around a planet and get into orbit. Um, so there is a strategy strategy to this, and you kind of learn it the more you play. But what you want to do is going towards that point, keep it at max throttle until you hit about an ETA of 10 seconds. Once you hit the ETA of about 10 seconds, pull the throttle back to 50%. And then that will take you into a blue area um, on the gauge and stay there to where your ETA sticks to about six seconds. You want it to hover right around six seconds ETA um, and keep it in that zone. And then this allows you to actually reach your destination without overshooting. So you'll be able to drop out of your, uh, out of your super cruise mode and get to where you're then orbiting the planet um, and able to go into that, that area without zipping past it, having to turn around and then try it again. So try to uh, put it at 10 seconds, get it to 50%, and then you'll be able to pull it back for about six seconds, and then it should let you pull directly out of super cruise mode. Um, and then, yeah, Green Man, which says what he likes to do is go full throttle until you see the red zone and then emergency stop, because you can do a thing where you pretty much immediately stop um, but that's, that's not always the best mode because sometimes you find yourself then having to leave the area to get back into super cruise and then come back again. Um, another interesting thing you might want to try is when you are leaving one of the spaceports, don't retract your gear immediately, uh, because what you can do is accidentally boost when you're inside of the port and you'll crash into it and damage your ship. So you don't have the ability to do the boost when you have your your gear retract or extended. Uh, and so just kind of as a safety thing until you get into a little more of an open area that you're not so worried about hitting anything, keep your gear out until then and then retract it. And that will help stop you from, from crashing into anything inside of some of those small areas with the, uh, with the different space uh, ports. So that is tip of the week. The insurance collectors and adjusters are not going to like that last tip very much. That is a, sorry, intergalactic insurance insurance rates will go down (laughs) insurance rates will go down brian is here to protect you and your family on the infection podcast yes and it gets expensive money is is something that you try to save in this game so you can buy bigger and better now is it real money or is it fake money it's you don't it's fake money you you don't you don't pay for it outside of the game what's that other no Oh, what the other game is uh the one that hasn't done anything besides the stupid uh um, things star citizen Star Citizen. It's not like that where you pay $400 for a ship. Pretty much what you can buy are skins. So you can buy different paint jobs, a bobblehead to sit on your dash when you're flying around, things like that. Um, but you don't actually buy ships in the game. Gotcha. With with real money. 
but there are tons of ships that you can buy and it makes it more rewarding that way because you know everybody earned their ships absolutely um all right ph says star citizen the best game and green man says the best game never made fact that is a, <laughs> a very big Did you fact. see the um there was the uh clan that got forty thousand dollars refunded to them for the ship that they all pitched in together really for? yes so they they all pitched in together forty thousand dollars as a clan it's enough to buy a house. bought the clan package <laughs> for one of those giant ships mm-hmm. and they were actually able to get it refunded because of the lack of development 40 grand you can buy a you can buy a you can buy a house for 40 grand in a in a rural area yeah someplace you can buy a house for that I mean, absolutely could. there's gotta be places they, there's gotta they be, enjoy hanging out together so much they should buy a little house and just live there together there's gotta be places games. not far from you and probably not far from me where you can get a house for 40 grand there's gotta be there's yeah, absolutely I mean, if you areas. left if you left the valley here yeah, you absolutely you could. It used to be you could yeah. uh, i mean a hundred thousand dollars will get you a just fine house here yeah so, I mean, wow. starting out, a lot of people would happily pay $100,000 for a couple-bedroom home. You can't buy a small... I'm not talking in the cities. In remote areas, you absolutely can buy a house for $40,000. Yep. There are a lot of places... You here, can most here places I think there was a town for sale for $500. Well, the, the price... You should have bought that. We could have done the podcast. Infection Town. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we could scrape together $400 for a server... I hope we can scrape together enough to buy infection. Tab I think the issue was then like there was all these things all these that you fees. had to support. Yeah. yeah the thing is, well, I think it's like you had to have a fire department and you had to have all these things to support it's the town. It's fine. So it's like Sims you know, in real not, life. Yeah. <laughs> nobody okay, wanted, nobody. We'd be coming back to the podcast. We need another thousand dollars to support the fire engine. A thousand dollars and we could get that fire engine. All right, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna be here live. We're gonna play some games. We're gonna be getting that fire engine. Welcome to the show, Infection Town USA. It's, look, a, it's not a fire engine a game. It's like a real fire engine. Yeah, look it up, Infection. You know what? You talk about the best SEO ever. Go on Google Maps and search Infection Podcast in a freaking town. The, the infection <laughs> Podcast town. You do Street View. Everybody's gonna love it. Brian will be the mayor. I'll be the co-host. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. That would be horrible. You could be the police chief. I'll be the police. I'll be a very corrupt police chief. <laughs> <laughs> he takes bribes. Oh, absolutely, bribes <laughs> and plays a lot of poker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the deputies. Like a lot of small towns. Yeah, like a lot of small towns. All right, uh, we've got to wrap this nonsense up, Brian. Let's do the last giveaway here. Friday night, we're going to be playing PUBG in our Discord server, InfectionPodcast.com. We are here live every Tuesday night, most Tuesday nights. Here on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash infection podcast, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're here. We're live. Two hours. Come in. Hang out. We do the show live. Yes. Very good. All right. So the final winner is Locklore. Locklore 97. Congratulations. Um, you have won a copy of Dead Age. And um, thank you, Deacon, for donating that to the show. Absolutely. And of course, infectionpodcast.com forward slash dedicated. Uh, we raised another 30 bucks during this show from our good friends, uh, Green Man Cartoons, of course. You can check him out on YouTube and No One Rage. We thank both of them and all of the past donators. Uh, we're 32% towards our goal. We'll be there hopefully in no time. All yes. right. And um, that's one thing is with that, as soon as we get that, we will have that dedicated server, but it will continue the same arc instance that we're running right now. So I pretty much will save it 
started up on the new one. So feel free to jump, jump into our current art game, get your stuff started is that we'll be continuing. Absolutely. Already, Brian, well, you got to tell people about this banging new article on your website and where they can find it. It's hot stuff. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> well, if you want to find me on Twitter at Boise Computer or you're more than welcome to go to my uh, my blog and read that article for yourself. I'm sure you'll find it highly exciting. Biteoftech.com. That's b i t e of b i t e of tech.com and on there removing old kernels. So I uh, just released that today, so you're more than welcome to go and check. Look it at out. all this fun! Look at all this. Doesn't this just look like it's got <laughs> stuff for command line? Yeah, stuff for command line. You can run in there. Just, if you click the little plus, it, sh- it extends the CentOS. I like that version of the instructions. Oh, yep. Oops, uh, <laughs> I clicked on that. So yeah, <laughs> I that, oh, did, oh, not, oh. did not mean to click on that. Um, I went to click <laughs> down on this page. There you go. Uh, Byteoftech.com. B i t e of tech. dot com. It's HTTPS, so you do not have to worry about. It is secure. <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting a <laughs> virus. Even though Brian could totally host a virus on a secure website and you could still get the virus. We've been told. I would never notice it. We were told HTTPS is secure. So whatever. I'll just, yep, I, I'll, I, safe. Brian's got a, just a regular form where I can submit my credit card information. I do it every week just to make sure that he's <laughs> got it. So just it's a security check and your credit card number here. <laughs> yeah. Just enter here. Not a problem. Um, all right, Brian, thank you very much. We'll see you Friday night and then we'll see you next Tuesday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Episode 141 of Infection, the Survival Podcast. You can check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Of course, our website, infectionpodcast.com. We'll see you next Tuesday at 7. Have a good week, everybody. Infection.